BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Fitting end to what was the all-time greatest collapse in Philadelphia sports history. From 10-1, and one, one seed, leader in the clubhouse to win the MVP, to a team that limped and crawled and laid down in front of the very eyes that have watched them and hoped that they would get it together the entire season. What you saw last night was emblematic of a team that quit on their coach, a team that didn't have any kind of structure in terms of coaching, any type of philosophical belief in themselves. And it manifests itself in that piss poor, embarrassing performance that we saw last night. Welcome in everybody. Sports take on this Tuesday, as we look to pick up the pieces, I'm Rob Ellis. He is Tone to Shields. Tone, good to see you as always, my friend. Hi. Love the way you laid the way you, uh, love the way you uh, phrased that, my friend. Um, you pretty much laid it out perfectly. Uh, any ounce of hope that I had left for this team was given yesterday uh, when I gave my uh, my modest prediction of a 24-23 Eagles. But lo and behold, as they've always done, they found a way to make us all look bad. Yeah. They found a way to make sure 
that we were wrong to believe in them, and they have completely lost all benefit of the doubt from this point forward. They are now in a position with me. They're in the earning place now. Now they have to earn everything with me. Benefit of the mm -hmm. doubt is gone. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not just going to assume Harry Roseman is making the right decisions. I'm not just going to assume um, Jalen Hurts is doing everything possible uh, to get this team over the hump. I'm not just going to assume Jeffrey Lurie is going to do the right thing. I'm not just going to assume Nick Sirianni is the guy or he has the answers. I'm not assuming anything. I am taking everything as is at face value. And all year, they told us they were not a Super Bowl team. Yeah. But we ignored it because they were yep. winning and because they were uh, doing it in dramatic fashion. Uh, they were uh, keeping us all on the edge of our seats. It was theater. It was excitement. It was storybook. It was prototypical uh, Philadelphia sports lore. And we mm -hmm. fell into it. Mm -hmm. And here we are looking at, our, looking at ourselves in the mirror saying, what the hell happened? Yeah, and we're going to talk and about they, that today, again. Rob. When somebody tells you who they are, believe them. And they've been telling us for the better part of two months now who they are. It's an amazing life lesson that a lot of people tend to ignore. Yeah, if someone tells you who they are. When someone shows you who they are, yeah, more importantly, them. shows you than tells you. Yeah, uh, yeah, believe exactly. them, believe them, and and we should have believed them. So, um, there, there's two massive stories here uh, to come out of the shoot. One. The, the Eagles and this collapse, which we're going to go into detail of not only last night, but the season, because it really was. It was an embarrassing, disgraceful closeout uh, to, to a year. But it's not just that. Uh, it's likely, very likely, the last game ever played by Jason Kelsey. Uh, Jason mm. Kelsey, who will go down, in my mind, as a first ballot Hall of Famer. You're talking about a guy who was a sixth-round pick who, you know, most people didn't even think he was going to make the NFL, turns himself into um, – 13 seasons, seven Pro Bowls, six first-team All-Pros. And if he does go out, goes out on top on a personal level because he was a first-team All-Pro this year. A shame that his career has to end that way. But for him, this will be a tiny footnote in what is, again, just a brilliant, brilliant career. And went out like a warrior, as you would expect, nothing less from him if this is, in fact. And again, Adam Schefter reporting it. Uh, Jeff McClain tweeted out that he asked, uh, Kelsey directly about it. Kelsey said, I haven't made anything official yet, but do your job. In other words, uh, there's an announcement coming. Do what you got to do. Say what you got to say. I'm not refuting it. So I think it's, I think he's done. I don't blame him. The guy plays a position where he gets hit on every play. We, if you watch the Kelsey documentary, you saw the guy just trying to get up from the couch sometimes and how difficult that was. So I fault no one for stepping away after enduring what he's endured. Listen, man, 36 years old. He spent how many years in the NFL? This is 13. year year 13. He spent 13 years in the NFL, and he's been an Ironman. Um, 193 games played, 193 games started. The dude has just been a physical freak from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. um, was undersized, but always knew where to be and what to do when it was time to do it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. He he was he was so technically sound at the position, um, so athletic uh, at the position. So um, Jason Kelsey, easily um, an Eagles legend, seven-time Pro Bowler, six-time All-Pro, Super Bowl champion. His number will be retired. He will go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, it shouldn't be a question. It shouldn't be a debate. Um, a former six-rounder in the 2011 draft. Um, grateful for the time he's given us. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we actually 
are able to leave um, knowing that we did complete the ultimate goal. Yeah, we yeah, did I, I, right. I'm so glad we got out of it. Yeah, and I'm and, 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 and I'm grateful that his time in the NFL mm-hmm. um, wasn't wasted. Yeah, agreed, agreed. So again, if we get anything official on that, if we're hearing anything official on any move, because let me put it to you this way, Tone. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I've been in the unless they got embarrassed, Sirianni comes back camp. Okay, mm-hmm. they got embarrassed last night. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely embarrassed, and they played horribly last night. And they played, especially in the second half, when they got shut out sixteen to nothing. When that kind of thing happens, and you start looking, I mean, your eyeballs told you last night. But when you start looking back at the utter confusion of the players, guys running into one another, at receivers being in the same spot, uh, the inability again to handle a blitz, like that is coaching malpractice. And when that happens and you see Jeffrey Lurie in his, in his suite with literal steam, you know, coming off of his, the back of his neck, then no one's safe. No one should, no one should be. No. So nothing would surprise me. Let me put it to you that way. Nothing would surprise me today. Yeah. You know, there were, there were a few instances last night that showed me this team was done. There were moments in that game where I said to myself, wait, where the hell is Hassan Reddick? And coming to find out if I'm not mistaken, I heard he got benched or something like that for not tackling. Um, and then, um, there was a point in the game where Bradbury was benched for a moment and I guess it was for not tagging. I like Bradbury should have been benched. Bradbury should have been driven off in, 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 in a bus somewhere. Last night was, we were just, we were just back in the hearse in the parking lot, you know, in, 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 in in the parking spot. That's all we were doing last night. Just, just watching the hearse back into the parking spot. We knew what was going to happen. We knew. We knew who the pallbearers were. We knew this thing was a foregone conclusion. Yeah. And um, they laid down. They laid down. And you said something to me that just signified everything. Guys running into each other. The route combinations. Guys are within five yards of each other on, you know, on their right, on their route tree. Troy Aikman was like, Troy Aikman and, and, and Joe Buck were looking, looking at that team last night like, what are we doing here? They know it going in. Aikman, it's very interesting. There's a real tell when you listen to the national guys because they mm-hmm. get a little bit different stuff than the than the. And this is not a knock at the local guys, but they're going to get a little bit of a different angle here. You knew going in that Aikman had watched film and saw her how horrifically they were coached, and he's also probably had some conversations with certain people who have said, "Watch out for this. It's really bad." And he he didn't hold back. He took him yeah. apart last night. He didn't he didn't hold back at all. And I appreciate it. Um, yeah, he was. There were moments where he said, "This tackling performance is awful. Probably the worst I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Flat out. How can you be mad at that? That's exactly what's happening. Uh, yeah. Right. I'm seeing a. He was truth telling last night. I'm I'm seeing a disinterested Jalen Hurts on the sideline. He looked completely disinterested. Mm-hmm. It's interested just and. and, and Sure, maybe maybe I'm nitpicking because that's his face, no matter what the situation is, right? But last night, I don't know in particular. It it just rubbed me the wrong way last night. How disinterested he looked, how defeated he looked, constantly shaking his head. Yeah. He looked like a player that he looked like a player that wasn't being given the answers to the test. Yep. He looked like, he looked like somebody that completely had no faith in what what he was being told to do. Every drop back, damn near. He was getting blitzed, and there was mm-hmm. a free blitzer almost every single time, and there was no adjustment made. 
There was nothing done to try to supplement that. Um, you barely saw them in 12 or 13 personnel. You, you barely saw them do anything to try to limit the blitz. Jalen Hurts couldn't do anything last night. No. It, it, it was a miracle that he got the passing yards that he got. Yeah, if you looked at the numbers are misleading. They are. Uh, if no, they you looked at the numbers, you th- you think he had an okay game. He didn't have an okay game. Uh, he didn't play well. And again, no, he it, didn't play well at all. It, yeah, it, it's everything. It's coaching. It's him. Uh, you know, and I'll go back to what we talked about yesterday. Okay, and I know, like, like, look, this goes way back when I was. I, we talked about this, and I didn't think the Eagles would would you know would beat San Francisco, would beat Dallas. People got their feelings hurt because they want homers and they want cheerleaders and all that. But this has been happening for a while with this team. And it finally came to a, an, a head last night with, with a crash and burn. But we said last night when we were talking about a game plan, and I, I, I said to you directly, Tone, I said, look, please, you, you don't have to overcomplicate this. You have a quarterback with a bad finger. I mean, you watch all that stuff that was going on in the pregame with the gloves and no gloves and gloves and no gloves, whatever. He's having problems with his finger. A.J. Brown's not playing. You can't handle a blitz. You ran all over them the last time you played them. You don't want your defense on the field because they stink. Every sign points to running the ball. How many times they ran the ball? 15 times for 41 yards. I think in first, the first half, they only ran the ball five times, two times on the first two, two times plays. in the very first two plays. And, and, and then three times on like the final three plays or whatever, like or whatever it was that they sprinkled it in somehow. But yeah. You know, it's funny, Troy Aikman even said in the broadcast, he said, Yeah, you know, in our in our pre-production meetings, you know, when we spoke to these guys, you know, they they, indi- they indicated, you know, all indications were that they were going to, and I'm paraphrasing, but all indications led to them leaning on the run game in this matchup, you know, yep. knowing knowing the circumstances that you so eloquently laid out. And Troy Aikman was like, yeah, they're not doing any of that. <laughs> I was like, yo, this is crazy, man. Um, Nick Sirianni has no answers. He will never have the answers. Um, do I believe Jalen Hurts is still the guy? Yes. Um, do I believe he will get to um the level he's supposed to get to under Nick Sirianni no I don't believe Nick Sirianni is the coach for Jalen Hurts um they're like oil and water when you really think about their personality types um they don't fit um it seems like it seems like Jalen Hurts is it seems like Jalen Hurts always has to be the adult in the room when Nick Sirianni is around um but overall man uh, there's so much blame to go around for the way this team is it's, I can't just say you know what Jalen Hurts held this team back this year I can't just say that you know well, it, I- there there are so many issues top to bottom that yeah. held this team back. But again, he, he, he did not play well last night. He was awful. Well, here, here's the thing. Um, you, it, the, the other interesting thing, Tone, is after the game. So I'll give you two examples. Hertz has asked about Sirianni possibly being on the hot seat. And he, he, he basically played coy with it. You know, I, I didn't know that was a thing or something like that. And then at no point did he ever give him any kind of ringing endorsement. Like at no point did he go to bat and say, Hey man, you know, it's not on the coaches. We we're the ones out there. We got to make plays Mm -hmm. or I got it or, you know, whatever. He never did that. And then the other, the other part of this thing was Lane Johnson basically said, when asked about what was going on, he said, man, this is this professional sports. Nobody's safe. Like you would think, and I know there were some guys, Hassan Reddick went to bat for him, et cetera. But when Jalen Hurts, the quarterback, is asked point blank, you would think he'd give you a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. And he did. And he did. Which, which was telling. Listen, Jalen Hurts is very intentional. Very calculated. Very, very calculated. Very meticulous. Yeah. Very manicured in what he says, 
how he says it, who he says it to. He's very, he's in full control of his narrative, his brand. He's in full control of how people perceive him, which I respect about him, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, what he says is typically what he means, and what he doesn't say is typically what he means. Mm-hmm. So I say that to say Nick Sirianni is not coming back here because you invested a quarter billion dollars into Jalen Hurts, yep. that guy. That's the person that you invested all that money in. That's the person that you're leveraging the future of your franchise on. So therefore, that's the person you need to continue to make moves um, for um, and make sure that whatever you do, it benefits him directly. Yeah. Nick, Jalen Hurts knows Nick Sirianni is not the guy for him. And I think yeah. and I and I think I think this front office needs to pay close attention to that and make their decision based off of that alone. He's not the guy to get this to get him over the top. He's not the guy that has the answers. He he, he can't even figure out what most high school coaches can figure out. And that's how to respond to a blitz. I, I can uh, <laughs> the only thing I can think like I'll just start with the I'll get to the, we're gonna get to everything, the offense and the defense, like we usually do get after the mm-hmm. game. But let me just say this. We think Shane Steichen performed miracles this year with the Colts. What was that guy doing last year that made this look good? I mean, seriously, man. Like, holy crap. I, this is – they they look like the most unprepared football team I've ever seen. I wouldn't like, be surprised seen, if Shane – I wouldn't be surprised if Shane saw, you know, was calling plays last last year and looking at things like, okay, I'm going to move this route here. And just, yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he was – He was doing stuff on the stuff. fly to overcome the, the, the crap that went on. I wouldn't be surprised. But, but man, I, I mean, honestly, Tony, I think about some of the bad teams that the Eagles have had, and I've seen a lot of bad teams, unfortunately, over the years, and I've seen a lot of, like, end-of-regime kind of stuff. Like, it got ugly at the end with Andy. It got ugly at the end with Chip and, and Doug and all that. And we've, we've seen this stuff. This team looks less prepared than those teams. Yes. Those teams looked more ready to play, more uh, showed more heart. Like, I'll give you, t- like, two plays last night. The, on that disastrous – safety that Jalen Hurts took, which is one of the worst football plays I ever saw. I have ever seen. It's one of the worst he, I have ever seen. He looks so fucking bad. 14. I'm sorry. Dude, they were on right. the 14. They were on the How 14. do you take a safety and you're on the 14? It's incredible. Okay, so that that in and of itself, it tells you this guy's lost. They're lost. And by the way, it was only a seven-point game at that point. You realize that? They were only down a touchdown at that point? There was so a that, point where the defense – there was a point where the defense actually got about maybe two or three stops in a row. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not saying yeah, they, the defense they, is – I'm not saying they were perfect. They were not. They were awful. They were kind of keeping you in it at that but There were moments yeah. in that second quarter where the defense was getting some stops, giving, that, giving the offense some opportunities to get a lead or or, yeah. or or tie it up. Like, And that's been the problem all year. Right. This Philadelphia Eagles team has been the opposite of what they needed to be this year. And, my, and that is opportunistic. They have not taken advantage of any opportunity that's been given to them by their teammates or by the opposition. They have not done that. They never. They had. They didn't take advantage of any opportunity. Or let me put it this, this way: They didn't take advantage of any loss that the Cowboys gave them. They didn't take advantage of any time the defense would get a stop or two or three in a row because the defense right. has been bad all year. But when they string some things together, God damn it, capitalize. I know. And they you feel what don't. I'm saying? No, and that's been the problem with this offense. I've I've watched. I've been watching playoff football all weekend. I've seen the Green Bay Packers capitalize, capitalize, capitalize. I've seen the Houston Texans capitalize. You make a mistake, we're going to make you pay, period. I've seen um, seen the Lions, even the Rams in their loss, capitalize. 
Yeah. Um, I seen the Buffalo Bills capitalize. Okay, you want to throw, um, you want to you want to throw a red zone interception? Okay, I'm scoring a touchdown off of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's um, oh okay, you want to play man to man? Josh Allen, 52 yard um uh, touchdown run, capitalize. I'm seeing these other teams who are well coached capitalize off of the opponent's mistakes, and it's consistent. The Philadelphia Eagles have failed to capitalize off of any opportunity that they've been given. Yeah. From the well said, opposition, man. from the team, from the teammates last night, man. Again, I'm not giving defense any bell. They were awful, but when they did string together some stops, offense, you got to wake the hell up. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, and they're not capable. That's the thing. They're not capable. Uh, the, the play before it, when game, actually, it's two plays before that. Gainwell, remember Gainwell tried to reverse field and lost like six yards? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Okay. And I am not all for usually my quarterback blocking. I want him to stay healthy and get out of the way. That Dude, was a business. That was a business decision right there. You're in a playoff game, man. There's no business decisions to be made. That 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 troubles me about Jalen Hurts that that happened. And then the other part is just the 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 not only I think the everybody NFL, made business decisions last night. Oh, I know. That, I think so everybody the, did. The other side of the ball is the inability to tackle, but even deeper than that is the 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 unwillingness. You had guys like Roby, guys like did, Bradbury. Did you see that play when Brad um, Bradbury and Roby had the yes. uh, had the running back dead to rights? It would have yes. been a it would have been a, a, a not a turnover on downs, but they would have you know ended their series. I think yeah. they would have settled for like a field goal or something like that. Yes, Bradbury and Roby had them dead to rights, and Bradbury can't tackle the slave of his life, and 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 Roby over pursues and takes a terrible angle. Yep. It, it, it was awful. They looked so unprepared. Awful. Yeah. They couldn't wait to get the vacation. I wouldn't be surprised if some of them already had their vacation plans lined up in the lined up in the Florida area and didn't even take the damn team plane home. I wouldn't well, be surprised. Here and here's the problem, right? So if you're Nick Sirianni and you're you're you either had the conversation or you're having it maybe right now, okay, with with Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Rosen. There's two things I'm starting with if I'm if I'm Howie and Jeffrey. And by the way, I'm not letting them off the hook because they're going to get it too. But what I'm starting off with, I'm saying to them two things. One, we saw the same mistakes made for the better part of seven weeks. How do you explain that? How do you explain that there weren't adjustments made or fixes? That's the first question I'm asking him. Actually, that's the second question I'm asking him. The first question I'm asking him is, I'm pulling out my tablet and I'm going to show him lack of effort from players. And I'm going to say, can you please explain this to me? how your guys in a playoff game are not giving max effort. How do you explain that? And then the follow-up is going to be about scheme and not being able to handle a blitz and all that. I don't know how you answer that because if you're, if you're Nick Sirianni, you're not an X's and O's wizard. You're not even calling plays. So your team better be like ready to lay down in front of a train for you. Right. And this team is it. And, and that's the thing, right? It'd be different if we just saw limitations, right? That'd be different. Okay. This team is fighting, but they're just limited. Yeah. Like the Cardinals, they fight, but they're limited, you know. Um, like like the Browns, they fight, but they're limited because of the Colts. injuries. You know yeah. what I mean? The Colts, they fight, but you know, uh, they fight, but Tampa they're limited. Bay. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, they're limited, but they fight. The Philadelphia Eagles, yeah, they're they're not one of the more limited teams, right? They're not, and they had no fight in the in over the past several weeks, no fight. They looked like a team that knew the end was nigh. 
Mm-hmm. They knew that this coach could not get them over the promised land. They knew they had no answers. Correct. Uh, and they um, and, checked but, out when that was the case. But also, there has to be a level of accountability. You guys get paid multi-million dollars. There's a level of accountability that has to be had. Do your freaking jobs. Yep. Yes, we all work under um, unsavory circumstances that we're not um, mm-hmm. proud of or happy to be a part of. Whatever it is, yeah. we all have circumstances that are not favorable at our workplace. We all mm-hmm. have that. But we do our jobs and we show up. Period. Period. These players did not do that. And, and that to me is the ultimate indictment. You, you, they're not giving you their best. And also, even if you take the emotional and effort part out of it, you're not scheming them up. I mean, and one ties into the other, right? Like you just said, if if the play, if the players a long time ago figured out these guys don't have the answers, you know how that is. Like you, you might be in a circus. And and look, I think uh, you have to pride yourself enough to be a pro to do your job every day even when the circumstances aren't great. It's hard sometimes, right? It really is for all of us. Um, but you but you go out there and give maximum effort. But there is also a mental toll that, that comes when you realize the people above you either don't have your back or don't know what they're doing. And right. there's a little part of you that, that that sort of checks out to some degree where you're like, dude, why am I pounding my head into the wall when I know there's not a solution here with these coaches, right? And I think that's absolutely what's happening with this Eagles team. I think you have players who, are under normal circumstances, would give you – and I'm not making excuses for them. Believe me, it's a disgrace that some guys didn't go all out last night. But I think there's a mental part that's like, I know this guy can't fix this. And, and we're just going to go out there, and, it, and it's 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 a fruitless effort. Right. Why sacrifice my body for – you know, it's and, and look, it's easy for us to say, right, because they, they, put, they are putting their bodies on the line. Let's make that very clear. Um, they are, but this is the life that you chose, Correct. the life that you lead. Every circumstance is not going to be optimal. You decided to be a pro football player and put your body on the line, you know, for the sake of glory and financial gain. Mm-hmm. Perfectly okay with it. Perfectly awesome. You, you know, it, it's entertainment for me. I appreciate you guys for making that sacrifice, but also at the same time, dog, do your job. Yeah, go out there, show up, give max effort at the very least. You know, what I'm saying they're paying you to do your job. That team had no soul last night. Mm-hmm. None. They they decided to defer. Tampa Bay marched down the field. Right. They lucky they didn't get the touchdown. They're lucky. I'm like, oh, okay, this 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 Dude, game. He, he drops one in the bucket to Mike Evans, which he dropped. They I mean, the, the they, ball was right. They on had money. so many drops last night. That score should have been in the 40s. Easily, Otten dropped at least three. K. Otten. Mike Evans dropped at least two, and two that were big hitters. Like mm-hmm. two that were big. Like like. 40, 50 yard types, they easily could have been in the 50s last night. They and by the way, that's a team that scored nine points the week before against Carolina. And that gives you everything you need to know or tells you everything you need to know about this Eagles team. They gave the Buccaneers any and everything they wanted. Yeah. Everything. Explosive play after explosive play. Every touchdown that the Buccaneers scored was an explosive play. David Moore, 44-yard touchdown reception in the first quarter. Trey Palmer, 56-yard touchdown reception in the third quarter. Chris Godwin, 23-yard touchdown reception in the fourth quarter. They were dicing them, killing them, had no answer. Cade Otten was abusing our linebackers. Baker Mayfield, you know, had had scrubbed up, had the the whole thing on. He was performing surgery on them. He was doing whatever he wanted to do on them. It didn't matter. It didn't matter what you threw at him. Yeah, and 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 Todd Bowles basically said, you know what, guys, we don't need to get too deep into this game plan. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna blitz them. 
We're going to blitz him. Flat we're going to blitz him. And we're going to blitz him. Ty Bowles looked so relaxed. Yeah, uh, Ty Bowles was thinking about where he, you know, he's going to get a late dinner somewhere and, and you know, where he, he was looked so at. relaxed yeah. on that sideline. Nick Sirianni mm-hmm. just looked like a guy that's like, just. Yeah. It, it was like a slow motion car wreck last mm-hmm. night for Nick. And, and for Ty Bowles, he was on an island somewhere. Like, woo. All right. I know what it looks like when someone doesn't have the answers. I know what that looks like. Yeah. I also know what it looks like when someone knows they're being led astray. Yes. I know what that person looks like. That's that. That's the look I saw on that team last night. They looked like they were being led astray. You, you want here's, here's another like, a great ahead. line from Lane, right? He says, um, sometimes you go out there and bleep around and find out, and we found out. That sums it up. Bleep around and find out, and guess who found out? Mm-hmm. You found out. And I think some of the vets, I think guys like Kelsey and and Lane Johnson and Fletcher Cox and even Brandon Graham were trying to tell these dudes, like, you, we keep going down this road, man. It's going to be over. I hope you guys realize that. And I don't know, man. I, there's a disconnect somewhere, too. You know, the other thing is, you know, they, they went heavy on the Georgia guys. And it looks like there's no doubt Jalen Carter can play. We'll see about Jordan Davis. We'll see about Nolan Smith. We'll see about N'Kobe Dean. I have my doubts about all of them, but we'll see. But the one thing is, those guys are very accustomed to winning and didn't go through a lot of downtimes in college, right? Mm-hmm. So I do wonder, like, is it was there something when it, you know, started going sideways they couldn't handle? I do wonder about that. <laughs> I don't know. That's, 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 I, can't. I look at this team, look at the organization, and I say, where do you go from here? Yeah. Right? Where Where's the silver lining? Where's the bright spot? Right? Where's any, Where is something to build off of? I'm not seeing anything from this season that we can say that we can build off of. Yeah. I'm not. I don't see it. And um, Jalen Hurts. He has to get back in the lab. Yeah. He is far from a finished product. He is far from living up to that uh, quarter of a billion dollar contract. Now, granted, this year, the kind of the money didn't kick in. It kicks in, I believe, March of this year. Um, But he has to do better. Mm-hmm. He has to be better, has to do better, has to come in more prepared, more aware of how teams are going to attack his weaknesses. He needs to spend the whole offseason locking in on his weaknesses. Yeah. Clearly, it's the blitz. The Philadelphia Eagles were the most blitz team in the NFL for good reason because people know their offense sucks and they have no answers for anything. Correct. Period. Poorly coached. Jalen Hurts has to get back into the lab. He is not blameless in this whole situation. But the turnovers, with the inability to respond to the blitz – um, and you could probably split that between coaches and him, but still an, an inability to find an open guy when there is a open open guy, um, forcing things downfield. Yeah. Um, he had a he had a bad season. He had a bad season, and I think and I think we should be able to say that, and um, people should be able to be honest with themselves. Jalen Hurts had a bad season. He did. Flat out, and yeah. I'm a Jalen Hurts, and I'm and I'm a Jalen Hurts guy. You know, I just, I, it, I, I, I think I give Jalen Hurts a lot of grace most of the time. He had yeah. a bad season, had a terrible game, 
he has to get back into the lab. He has to take ownership of everything, and he has to come in next season being a better leader because he's the franchise quarterback, and he has to be able to lead this team um, you know, out of dark times, even if the coach is unable to. At the very least, they need to be able to believe in you. And I see that team, they don't believe in anything right now. They're, they're, they're listless. No, you're right, Tone. And here's the thing. Nobody's above reproach, meaning when you fall apart the way that they did, Every single guy, and when I say everybody, I mean every player, every coach, every front office, Jeffrey Lurie, everybody's on notice, man. I mean, think about this. You couldn't handle a blitz. We all universally say Jeff Stoutland is the best offensive line coach in football. And, and like, leave it alone. Like, that's it, right? He didn't seem to have any answers for a blitz. Jalen didn't have any answers. Ryan Johnson didn't have any answers. Nick didn't have any answers. Offensive couldn't couldn't block it up. If you go back and watch, do yourself a favor at not you. I know you did, Tone, but if you get some time, folks, check out Baldy's breakdowns. Oh, on, yeah, on that Twitter. was um hard it, to watch. It, it's a master class, even though it's painful to watch. You see the blitz coming, and what happens when there's a blitz? And the Eagles actually beat actually beat it one time early in the game. There was a safety blitz and they beat it. But what you there's got to be a hot read, there's got to be short routes, the ball's got to come out quick, obviously. What you see oftentimes with the Eagles, again, when, and this is like when you're looking at the all 22, which is the eye in the sky look, when you're seeing everything. It, it's slow developing, deep routes. It's the opposite of how you coach up blitz beaters. There was a moment where they were third and two, and their response was to throw it deep. You needed two yards. Yes. yes. How about fourth and five? You take a shot at the end zone late rather than trying to get the five yards everything is we got to get a chunk play we got to get a chunk play we got to get big plays it's it's like they're going to do what they're going to do no matter what is staring them in the face it doesn't matter this coach staff is stubborn it's stubborn like nick sirianni tried to say to us last week i think oh yeah um jillian hurts he has complete autonomy at the offensive line i don't know how much i believe that right i don't know how much i believe that because if he does have the autonomy that you say he ain't seeing it either. Right. And that and now we got a bigger problem on our hands. Well, so, he's not. I mean, he, he's clearly lost when it comes to the blitz. Like he's lost in the sauce. You Tone, he's backpedaling. He's on his back foot. He's throwing punts up there. I mean, he's just gone. Yeah, he's and, he's he, he's fading out of his throws. Yeah. Like it's just like it's just I'm telling he, you, man. Job he, number one, whomever is here, is to fix him. Because yes. you don't fix that, you're not going anywhere. Right. And here here's the thing, right? This is a saga that you know, this is a this is a career arc that we're you know that we're a part of. And we know what we know what fans gotta realize, and we and even myself, I gotta always put it in perspective. This isn't something that's just um ending, right? This is a journey. And you know, when you invest in a guy, you're investing in his journey, you're investing in his development, and you're investing in the path. All the you know, you, you take the good, you take you take the good with the bad, and vice versa. Yeah. Um Jalen Hurts is 25 years old, uh, or 24, whatever it is. Um, young guy. 25, I think, but whatever. Um, still st- uh, a, a young guy who still has a lot to learn in this NFL, a lot. And um, do I think Jalen Hurts is capable of taking his game to the next level? Yes, but I think it only can be achieved um, if he um, if he uh, aligns himself uh, with the right leadership, with the right tutelage. And um, I don't, I don't, I don't think Nick Sirianni is that guy. I don't. Let's really think about this because I think somebody brought it up last night. I think it was uh, our guy Seth Joyner, or um, or Bill Colarulo. I can't remember who brought it up last night. But um, who have they developed? 
on offense. Yeah. Like, 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 like over the past few years, five years or whatever, let's just say that. Who have they really developed, period? Who have they developed? Devontae Smith came into the league already ready-made. He won a Heisman. Won a Heisman. He was, he, he was ready-made. That, that, that draft pick took no thought. A.J. Brown right. came here as an established. A.J. Brown, you traded receiver. for him. He was established. Yep. Um, uh, in the past few years, let's think. Let's think. Jalen Carter, he came in pretty much ready-made. You know what? We know what his own skill set. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, maybe my lotta. Um, I'm talking about the past few years, like the past. Yeah, okay. No, yeah. Listen, the, the the problem is he, he, you, you can even simplify it, Tony. Ask yourself who was better this year than they were last year. Who were who was on this roster? Mm. Jalen got worse. A.J. Brown was a stud last year. He's a stud this year. Devontae was a stud last year. They're a stud this year. Goddard had a worse year. Technically, though, and, you know, not to split hairs, but technically, A.J. Brown's numbers, a little less than last year. Okay. Touchdowns and yards, technically. But he has more catches. But I'm I'm splitting hairs there. But Fair enough. To your point. Yeah, go to the other side of the ball. Reddick had a worse year. Sweat had a worse year. B.G. had a worse year. Um. Slay had a worse year. Slay had a worse year. Brad Bradbury, Bradbury had a worse year. In, in, in a conversation. Reed, um, Reed Blankenship had a worse year. Um, yeah, like, like that's coaching. Like nobody's improving. Like if you're if you have a if you're a teacher, right? Every kid fails the test. Is every kid, you know, not not up to doing the work, or is it you? Is it the way they're being taught, right? That's a yeah. teacher. And if you're if you're almost unilaterally across the board worse in every position than you were last season. You're not teaching or something. Like that they're not learning, man. You're not teaching. You're not developing. That's also part of, of a, a good organization drafts and develops. Mm-hmm. There's nobody developing right now. You know, even like you're right. Like, like look at Jordan Davis, a, a great example. Started the year off and you thought, oh, my God, man, what a leap this guy has taken. But it's been way more bad than good. Like It was, full, it was full's goal. Yeah. I mean, after that. After the play where he almost <laughs> he almost collapsed trying to run down Josh Allen, we haven't seen him since. Mm. You know, and it's kind of funny and it's kind of not funny because, like, dude, that took that much out of you. So, you know, there's a lot going on here. And again, I know this about Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman. They they uh, somebody's going to somebody's going to wear this. Like, they, yeah, this heads gonna, are going to roll for this. This is going to get messy. That's an right embarrassment last night. You saw that you were watching the game. You see the cutaways. Lori is just stoic sitting there like, son of a. And then Howie's like, man, I'm on camera. Like, you know, and it, it, it's bad, man. I think today maybe part of what they're trying to do is be respectful. If, if Kelsey's going to make some kind of an announcement, you don't want to maybe steal that. Thun- I, I don't know. I'm not trying to. I, I don't know all the ins and the outs and the machinations of what they're trying oh, to do. Oh, don't worry. Um, today's Tuesday. Listen, there's going to be a few firings before Friday. Correct. And here's the other thing. If you are making a move on the head coach, Make a move now because because you, you, have, you have big boys floating around out there. Belichick's interviewing with Atlanta. Uh, Vrabel, it's only a matter of time. Harbaugh interview with the Chargers. If you want to get a jump in, on it, yeah, you want to be in with these dudes. You better pull the trigger quick if you're doing. Now, here's it. the problem though. We say all those names, and the common denominator is that they're all strong personalities, and that's a problem. What will Jeffrey Lurie do between now and then? To show us that he's, you know, they're they're willing to revisit their philosophy. They're going to have to make some major. This is this isn't just a roster retooling or rebuild. 
This is a front office retooling because they yes. had to completely Correct. shift how how, how they've been doing things. I wouldn't be surprised if Je- Jeffrey Lurie they they were embarrassed last night. Big I wouldn't time. be surprised if Jeffrey Lurie begins to slowly peel some power away from Howie and bring in a stronger personality, you know, as some form of checks and balances. Because Jeffrey Lurie, this is your franchise, right? Yeah. You had this franchise before Harry Roseman, and you're gonna, and I'm pretty sure it's gonna be in the family after Harry Roseman. So, just because he has had these blips of success doesn't mean he's he's above reproach. Doesn't mean his process shouldn't be vetted anymore. Everybody needs to be evaluated with a fine tooth comb. Mm-hmm. Harry Roseman does not deserve the amount of power he's been given. That front office, from an analytics perspective, does not deserve the amount of power that they've been given. The heat, they need a real football guy in the building to really act as some checks and balances. Do we think that can happen? It's a possibility. We've seen Jeffrey Lurie pivot before. Is it a guarantee? Hell no. So now we have to really wait and see how this thing pans out because the last thing we need is another puppet like Nick Sirianni. Keep this in mind, though. Everything he just said is dead on. Keep this in mind. Jeffrey Lurie has never hired a head coach who had previous head coaching experience in the NFL. That's a fact. Never Speak has. about this. You go back. Ray Rhodes didn't. Andy Reid didn't. Chip Kelly didn't. Doug Peterson didn't. And, and Nick Sirianni didn't. That's a good point. That's a good so point. So while we're all, I, I think, hopeful if Nick is out that it's going to be one of these guys, you know, one of the big name guys, they generally want somebody in here, Tone, frankly, who they can control. You're History not controlling Belichick. You're not controlling Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh will just stay at Michigan, if some, if, if, let alone have somebody control him in the NFL. You're not going to control Vrabel. I think Vrabel would work with you, but but mm-hmm. you're not like these aren't guys who are just going to say, "Oh, you think we should just throw a, a, every single time?" Okay, and that, you have to find a guy. And yeah. You have to find a guy that's willing, that's willing and able to coach your to coach your quarterback. Correct. That's, that's, that's going to be another thing. So they have some things. They they have some boxes that they, boxes that they need to check. But overall, you said something very key. They haven't hired a guy with experience before in the past. So what makes yeah. us think they're going to do it now? That's that's the pessimist side of me. Correct. The optimist, the, the optimist side of me says, well, you know, things have been so bad, they have no choice but to look in the mirror and reevaluate some things. I feel like that's the natural thing to do, regardless of who the person is. Yeah. But again, people of the power are people with egos. Yeah. And yep. we'll see how this thing pans out overall. All right. Let's get it. Let's get a quickie in. Uh, but we're we're going to continue the, the dissection here uh, mm-hmm. of, of what's going on. We'll get a little bit more specific into the offensive side of this thing. When we get back, we'll get into the defense. And then we're going to, again, continue to look at big picture questions here with this team. And again, if we get any word on anything that's coming down, whether it's Kelsey related, whether it's something else, we will pass that along to you. So we got a lot to do uh, between now and two. That's for sure. Tone to Shields, Rob Ellis, Sports Take. All right, let's talk about Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Been going there since I was a kid. They've been family owned since 1985. You got Alex and the crew in there just crushing it every single day with the best variety you could possibly have. 20 different styles of pizza, specialized pizza, however you want it, they will make it for you. Slices to go, not just pizza. If you're up for pasta, sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads, they have it all. Bravo Pizza of Havertown is also committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charity, schools, little leagues, where the proceeds go to those organizations. You could follow them at the Bravo Pizza of for more information on Instagram and Facebook, daily specials, promotions, it's all there. They're at 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown, Pennsylvania. That's 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. Give a call right now, 610-446-3810, 610-446-3810. 
1-0. Bravo Pizza of Havertown. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We were big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. All 
All right, we're back. Yes, we are. It's my guy Tone. I'm Rob. We are Sports Day. Let's hit the like button if we could, friends. All right, uh, let's look at the offense, Tone. And we, we, again, I know we hit some of these statistical things right. in the first segment, but the, I think this stuff bears repeating. They put up nine points, man. Nine points last night. Zero points in the second half. They were 0 for 11 on third and fourth down. 0 for 9 on third, 0 for 2 on fourth down. That's the first time in playoff history that that's happened to the Eagles, where they didn't convert a first down. Okay, um, seven drives un- under twenty yards, which is understandable considering you're not getting any first downs. Um, you, you know, you see some of the things that that you just scratch your head. Like I, the, I'll tell you, one of the biggest enigmas for me is Dallas Goddard. Like, what? How does a guy have four catches for twenty-one yards? I, I, I just, I don't understand it, and I'm putting some of it on him too. Because he actually dropped the ball early, that wasn't a bad throw, and where he was pretty well covered, and he dropped it. Yeah. Which tough, tough, been, tough catch, tough yeah, catch. It's borderline. Um, it's borderline. But but but, but still, you know, you're a pro. You got to catch it. But here, but that's the problem, right? <clears throat> the problem with this offense is that everything looks like that, and what I mean by that is everything looks difficult. Everything looks laborious. Um, you're constantly dragging a ball and chain. This offense has no flow, no rhythm, no pace. It just looks like everything takes immense effort. Everything just, every play just looks so clunky. And, you know, they look, every play looks lucky to even be completed. You know, it, it, it just seems like everything this year has just been heavy. Mm-hmm. Laborious. Laborious. That's the word. That's how you pronounce it. I said laborious. Yeah. Well, I wasn't trying to correct you. I'm, I'm trying <laughs> no, to no, 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 no. I know, I know you weren't, but I'm yeah, laughing yeah. at myself because I always go back and forth between pronouncing that word. Is it no, laborious and, and laborious? I agree with you. Laborious it, it, sounds way more profound. So I, 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 let's, let's stick with laborious. I used the word last night. Um, I used quicksand. It feels like everything is so slow. It's like. You're try, you're on a you're on a treadmill that's going like a mile an hour, and and and, and it doesn't matter what you do, you're not getting to your destination any faster. Mm-hmm. And and it looked like that last night. And I just the thing I keep getting back to, and I'm just going to hammer it today. I don't know how you haven't been able to fix some of this basic like elementary school level stuff. I that's what I can't get past. It's like I'm not asking it. I'm not asking you to suddenly become Sean McVay. You know, I'm not looking for that, but like this stuff, when you know the team's going to blitz you and you still can't stop it, like that's the ultimate sign of one of two things or both. You don't know how to coach. Your players aren't good enough. Maybe it's both, but it's not like Tampa, you know, you knew what Tampa was going to do and you still didn't have any answers for it. And I've seen teams make adjustments to the blitz all the time. They, they go power formation. They, they add, they add another tight end. Um, they, um, you know, and, and, um, the run blocking uh, situation, what they do is they'll have the offensive line shift towards, the, you know, shift a little bit towards the blitz. You know, I've seen teams do different things to try to get their quarterback in some favorable situations. They'll move them out the pocket. They'll try to create some easier passing lanes, you know, some quick things to kind of loosen the blitz up to kind of prevent them from running, um, you know, with their hair on fire. I've yeah. seen teams and coaches just do very small things. That get overlooked because you want to know why? Because responding to a blitz is fundamental in the football. Most teams don't good team good teams don't blitz because they have a good defense. They don't have the blitz, right? Bad teams have the blitz like that. So when you're struggling against bad defenses, 
and then good defenses are taking the bad defenses game plan because it's that easy to defend you. Yeah. What are we doing here now? Good teams aren't even really playing their best defense against you anymore. They're just blitzing a couple guys and saying, all right, but let's let's send an extra guy or two, drop back, they'll make a mistake. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty much how teams are game playing against the Philadelphia Eagles offense right now. It's that elementary. I, yeah, I, I listen. I, I can't um, I can't fathom it. And then I'm watching things like I'm I'm saying to myself as the game's unfolding. And, and by the way, props to Devontae Smith who, who showed up and then only time. person showed up last night. Beast. Only, I mean, only person I'm willing to go out on the limb says showed up last night. Yeah, the guy. Everybody else. Yeah. You know. So he was awesome, and that and that shouldn't get lost in all this. But I, I'm saying to myself. Get Swift involved, please. Get make it easy on Jalen. Just hand it off or or, or swing past. But Rob, they don't know what to do. No, they don't. They don't. And here's the other thing. <laughs> Once again, we saw a screen pass to Quez Watkins. Like that is the old. You know what that is, Tone? That's like a middle finger. That's basically um, we don't need to change things up, man. We do what we do. We just need to do what we do a little bit better. And it's like, no, man, that doesn't work. They didn't even try to get the ball to Olamide Zacchaeus, and I think he's better than Quez. You know their second-leading receiver after Devontae? You know how many yards they had? Like 20, 15, something like that? Two yards. Are you kidding me? Are you absolutely kidding me? The other thing is, you have no depth after your top two guys. None. Zero. Julio Jones went down, and I was like, damn, we're screwed. And that was a bad throw. That was a hospital ball throw, and he held on to it. The fact that he held on – listen – Listen, I'm I'm going out on the limb for Julio and Devontae Smith to, um, today. Yeah. Shout out to Julio for that, that was a huge third down conversion. I think it was. Um, shout out to Julio Jones catching that pass, took a major hit. Yeah, still held onto the ball, it still fell forward. Like, shout out to Julio Jones, man. Yeah, shout. Out, I, I, he earned my respect last night. Shout out to Julio Jones and shout out to Devontae Smith, man. Um, got to a point where Jalen Hurts was just looking for Devontae. Looking for him. Didn't trust anybody else. Yep. And I'm like, that's how you know you're in a bad place, man. Yeah. You're in a bad place. He he doesn't even trust everybody, anybody else to do their job. But he, but, but also, he, I put that on the quarterback. It's like, how, how don't you trust these guys? Like, well, what are you guys working on that you don't trust these guys in certain situations? I mean, the Eagles got to improve their depth at receiver. Yeah. Um, They clearly don't trust their depth at tight end beyond blocking. So they got to improve there. Um. This team, dude. I is, just keep getting back to what goes on all week. All we hear about in NFL yeah. locker rooms is these guys work tirelessly. They live there. They live at the facility. They're doing this. They're doing that. This looks like you did nothing. It looks like you did nothing all week. I mean, how about the play tone? This is when you knew early. Like this was the first, first or second drive. So, and I think you referenced it earlier. Tampa blitzes them, and there, there's a blitz coming off the right side. Because it's a linebacker blitz. Mm-hmm. And it, it naturally, instead of climbing the pocket or dumping it off to somebody, Jalen fades back, which is exactly what they want him to do. And then he throws it to his right. And you have Devontae and Goddard basically on top of each other on a route, on a sideline route. Like there and then you knew they weren't ready to play. You knew that they weren't prepared properly to play that football game. You didn't even need to watch any more of the game. That play mm-hmm. told you everything you needed to know. The details. Yeah. The, the details. Uh, and then, uh, okay. and then and real quick, and then the other side, you have two guys collide. Like normally, if you're an offense and you're dragging a guy across, you, you want to either pick him 
where you get a little contact, which you're not going to call, or just impede his progress where you can free up the other guy. You mm-hmm. didn't need to do that because two eagles collided with one another. Mm-hmm. that allowed you to make the play. Made it easy, man. Crazy. It's crazy. They they, they, hand, they handed Tampa Bay a layup. You lost to an NFC South team. Yeah. Just yeah, you, you lost to a team um, that – that basically it started the season off terribly, that was written off by everybody, <clears throat> that had to survive the week before against the uh, Carolina team that I think won two games. You beat them 9 nothing. This is a team that you beat 25-11 to 11 earlier in the year. Tony, Tampa last night in the second quarter had more total yards than they had all of game three or week three. They had over 100 passing yards in the first, after the first quarter. That exactly. It was it was no it was no com, it was no competition. Listen, I, I I knew they were losing that game after the first couple drives. I'm like, okay, yeah, they're, they're not winning this game. They're just not. Yeah. I'm not seeing I'm not seeing any wrinkles, anything that 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 could give me some sense of okay, I see they're trying to do something. Nope, not at all. I'm telling you, this coaching staff is going to get blown up. And I really think, I really think Howard Roseman. This may be the offseason where we see some, we may see a shift in the power structure here. Mm-hmm. We may, and again, that's the optimism side of me. I don't know. What do you think? Um, yeah, I, I, I think there may. To, uh, look, I, I will be really, really disappointed in Howie Roseman. Very disappointed in Jeffrey Lurie if he doesn't look at this thing deeper beyond just. You know, we didn't we didn't coach all that well, or we didn't or we underachieved. It's really hard to come back. We had a tough schedule. Uh, there was a lot of night games. You know, I, I, please don't dip your foot into the pool of the excuses. Please look at what the root of the issue is. Philosophically, the, like the not caring about linebackers. Did you watch Morrow and Cunningham last night? They couldn't have sucked more. They sucked. I think they. I think they all played their worst game ever. Like Cunningham, they were missing tackle after tackle after tackle after tackle after tackle after tackle. Like that one, that one uh, touchdown where <laughs> every touchdown just looked comedy. Oh, the, how about the more? Let's just take the more touchdown. The amount more, of missed tackles yeah. on the more was like, oh my god, he's still running. Oh my god, he's still running. And it wasn't like that was the <clears throat> obvious one. There was one where they threw a receiver screen to Chris Godwin. Where he breaks one and then he carries like this is a receiver carries like three guys to just get the first down. Right, right, backwards. right. Remember yeah. that one? And I'm yeah. saying this should have been like a two yard gain. The Trey Palmer just the yeah. Trey Palmer touchdown looked insane. I'm like, I'm yeah. like yo, they dude, that was like, a punt. It was a punt. It was in the it was in the air for 15 minutes. They look like bumbling idiots. Look, uh, Bradbury seems like a really nice stand up human being. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He looks like a, you seem like a really nice guy, but he does. He does. I don't think. Yeah, I know. It um, sounds. Like, it sounds work. like I'm about to dump somebody, but like I am. He can never be an eagle again. Like I don't care what the dead cap hit is. Is what what any of it is. Like that to me. If he's back next year, that's a sign that things haven't been fixed. You can't justify him being here. No. Um, outside of the money. Outside yeah. of the money, you can't justify Slay being here. You can't justify um, Bradbury being here. In my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 ready to blow up the defense. I'm ready to blow up the entire back seven. Well, how can't you? I mean, think about it, man. Like, think about it. Okay, let, let's run through the back seven. 
I don't want Cunningham or Morrow back. Mm-hmm. I want I Nicobe Dean has to earn a starting spot, as far as I'm concerned. He's not being given anything. Um, I don't want Bradbury back. Look, if Slay comes back, fine. Um, he's still decent, fine. I I don't love it, but fine. I don't want Bayard back. Bayard's cooked. Yeah, I don't see it. Um, you know, blanket chip maybe should be a special teamer and, and like a nickel safety. Yeah. I think they're going to cut Bayard though, because they don't, they restructured that contract in a way where the, the, the dead cap, they cut them is, is nothing. I know. Yeah. I, 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 and I agree like for every, think about it, every right, like the veteran moves that Howie made in 17, he brought in Chris Long, he brought in LeGarrette Blunt, he brought in Nick Foles. Uh, you know, we could go on and on. Like, like everyone was. If you notice, run. his model or his process has remained the same since then. Yeah, you know he'll he'll uh you know he'll he'll go through the off season. He'll try to plug some holes. He'll try to see if he can make a, a, a another deal or two right before the season. Then the season starts right around trade deadline. He'll make a move or bring in an aging veteran or a veteran or someone who's maybe motivated. Typically, right. a veteran. And then he hopes that that's the linchpin to help push the, to push the team over the top. And he's done that three three straight times in every season where they've been contenders. Right, twenty seventeen did it; they won. Um, I think he tried to do it in twenty eighteen as well. Um, didn't get much out of it. Um, twenty twenty two did it last year when Dominic Sue and Laval Joseph brought them in. Uh, you know, uh, changed the narrative. Um, this year, you try to bring in Shaq Leonard, Kevin Byard, Bradley Roby. Um, you know, all these characters mid-season, and it didn't pan out. It didn't pan out. And if you notice, each time this the hit rate got lower and lower and lower mm-hmm. and lower. Every free agent he brought he ever, he ever brought in the hit, the hit rate gets lower and lower. What happened last year is an anomaly. No one, any team that brings in free agents in the offseason, if you bring in five free agents, you're lucky if three of them hit. You're lucky if two or three of them hit. You're lucky. You know what I mean? Last mm-hmm. year the Eagles weren't an, the Eagles weren't an anomaly. Last year, every move, every free agent, everything hit, except for the Super Bowl check. Mm-hmm. Everything hit, except for that. So yep. right now, and, and this is the opposite. This year's the opposite. It's the complete opposite. A- everything's been a bust, a massive bust. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in in so many different ways, and. Telling you, man, Look, they need some real checks and balances. They need some real football people making some real decisions. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they 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 got it. They just here we are. Here's the way we're doing this, and the way we've been doing it. We have to look at this a little bit differently. You know, uh, linebackers actually, you don't have to spend what you spend on an edge rusher, but you got to put a little bit more resource into that. Safety is a little bit more important than we than we have given it, you know, it's due. Um, maybe we have to re-examine the throw, 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 throw thing. Maybe we have to re-examine uh, always deferring on the kickoff. Like, it's just all these things like the, you're so set in stone and you're so set in your ways. My in, thing in is my, my defense is bad. Why am I putting them on the field first? Yeah. Why am I exposing them for any more series than I have to? My, my my defense is bad. Why am I putting them on the field first? Right. Make it and make so, sense. This is what I'm it's the simple shit, Rob. It's like yeah, I know. your defense is bad. Okay. 
I'm going to I'm going to lead with offense in this game. Put some points on the board. Allow my defense to come on the field with a, with any kind of lead, even if it's three points. Allow my defense to come on the field with the lead. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nope. Nah. I want to send my defense out there because I know they're bad, and you know what? I want to get their yeah. feet wet, and I want to build their confidence. They're yeah. they're bad. There's nothing you can build. They're bad. Yeah. Put you take the ball first, drive down the field, set the tone. You allow Tampa Bay to set the tone. They right. they were bullying you in the trenches. That off yeah. the Eagles offensive line got pushed around yesterday. That's yeah. another thing we didn't talk about much. Yeah. They got pushed yeah. around it bad. Did. Even when they were just sending four guys, they yeah. got pushed around. Kalaja Canty was working Cam Jurgens. Kalaja yeah. Canty was working Jason Kelsey. Kalaja Canty was working Landon Dickerson. And look, I don't mean no disrespect to the vet, man. Like he's a, he, he's he's retiring today. I know he want to end out on a good note, but my man, he got worked. Yeah. Kalaja no, Canty, a, a rookie, was working. Landon Dickerson and Cam Jurgens, he worked that entire interior. Everybody's on, on notice, man. Everybody's on notice. I don't care who it is. And look, there were so many things that happened in that game. How about if I told you they would get four sacks and they wouldn't commit a turnover? You would have said Eagles win the game, right? I would have. And that actually happened. But it didn't matter because there were so many other aspects of their game mm -hmm. that were just nowhere near ready for playoff level. And if you think about their losses to close out the year, you lost to the Giants, terrible team, Cardinals, terrible team. And the only reason the, the Bucs were – Lost to the Seahawks. Lost to the Seahawks with, with a backup quarterback who had mm -hmm. to go 92 yards mm -hmm. on you. And you lost to a Bucks team that would have never been in the playoffs if they had played in any other division mm -hmm. but the one that they had played in. Right. And, and the Giants killed you. The Bucks killed you. And in the second half, the Cardinals, the killed, Cardinals the, killed you. The Cardinals killed them. I don't care what the score yeah. says. They killed yeah. them. They dominated yeah. them at the point of attack. They dominated totally. them all, all, all across the board. You can make an argument that in theory, they they lost they ended the season losing to four teams that that won't make the playoffs, you know, in any normal circumstance. Hundred percent. You lost to the Seahawks, Cardinals, Giants, Bucks. Teams yeah. that teams that wouldn't make the playoffs and haven't made the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what are we doing? What, 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 what are we doing here, man? Yeah, let's uh, let's sneak one in. Let's come back and we will continue with the discussion here. We'll, we'll look a little bit more heavy on the defensive side of the ball mm -hmm. and some of the things they need to do, man. Um, and and Brandon Graham has uh, you know made a statement about his future last night. We'll talk about that also. But you know just how how stark these changes need to be and the desperation move. That turned out to be an absolute mistake and nightmare of Matt Patricia. Let's dive into all that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Tony Shields, Rob Ellis, we are Sports Take. All right, let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances, it's imperative, right? It is really, really important. And I, I, I didn't find the right person for a very long time, and I'm glad that I did, and I want you to as well. It's Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. You might have a small business. You're trying to get your employee benefits off the ground. That is another resource that Jim can help you with. Personally, I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. I also love the fact that I can just pick up the phone and call him anytime I have any questions about anything, and he either answers or he gets right back to you. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. You can also email him as well, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y, dot jim at principal.com that's murray dot jim at principal.com
any professional sports coach will tell you, there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their fantasy pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. back man what a tuesday picking up the pieces uh, of a season that started off 10 and 1 and came to a conclusion last night in tampa bay uh in just such awful awful embarrassing fashion uh and it makes you question everything now you know you you, you question what your faith level is in jalen hurts what what it is in howie roseman certainly if the coach stays what it is. And think about Tone just a year ago. Just a year ago, man. We were in the midst of a run where they had knocked off the Giants, where they were, we were, well, actually, we were probably awaiting the Giant game, then the San Fran game, then the Super Bowl. And you felt like, man, this team is built for for the for the long haul. You got a young quarterback, you got a young coach, you got young receivers. Yeah, you got some age on the offensive line and the defensive line, but for the most part, you know, you're you're ready to roll, man. And now everything's in question. Yeah, and, and, and this is a place you, you really don't want to be. Um, but just because of, based on everything you said, you know, you, you've, you've invested a lot on the offensive line, the defensive line. Uh, you've invested a lot in the quarterback. You invested um, a top 10 pick, um, and you've invested um, $100 million into the wide receiver position between A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Um, Devontae Smith um, will be entering his fourth year with the Philadelphia Eagles, which means that they have to decide this offseason that if they're going to pick up his fifth-year option. Of course they will, and then eventually they're going to have to start figuring out what they're going to pay him in the long term and what that money looks like. Um, this team this team is, 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 is lost right now, and you would think based off of 
the caliber of the organization, the cal, you know, the caliber of the city, you know, just just the overall essence and what and, and what we believe and 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 how we how we view this team, you would think that they would do they would make better decisions or or they would believe that football people should make football decisions, but this is a very unique situation we have in Philadelphia. And um now we're in no man's land. We have no idea what the future holds. We have no idea what they expect from this team going forward uh, because things ended so badly because Nick Sirianni just got here three years ago. Um, because of the whole maneuvering with Sean Desai, Matt Patricia, and we have no idea what's, what, what this is going to look like, you know, in the, you know, in the, in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't. I mean, it, it, right. I mean, we're sitting here right now having no idea how, 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 how deep this goes. I mean, at, at the minimum tone, if Sirianni survives, I can't see any way, any pathway to either coordinator being back. And I know, like, we had Chris Franklin on yesterday, who I, I respect immensely, who, who thinks Brian Johnson comes back. I don't. I, I don't. don't. I'm sorry. I, I, Chris and I, yeah, and you, I think you're on the same page. I, no. I just, I agree to disagree. Um, I, I think they're both going to be moved. I think the only coordinator that survives is Michael Clay, which is, you know, again, we can <laughs> laugh it all off and all that. But it's it's true. Um, and I think you have to see what, what I also want to see is totally different philosophies. I don't like this whole notion of one guy schemes it up and then another guy calls the place. That's stupid to me. That's stupid. Like, like here's the thing, it, Nick, if you want to stick around, you're out. You're the CEO. You're not scheming this thing up. The OC is scheming it up. Whoever comes mm-hmm. in here is scheming it up and calling the place. Defensive coordinator, same thing. This, if this is really happening, where Desai is scheming it up, and I don't believe it, but if that's really what's happening, that's done too. Whoever, whoever is the defensive coordinator, is scheming it up and calling the plays on Sunday. That's they it. have they have weird checks and balances for the wrong people. You ever yes. notice that? Yes. You know what I mean? Why do you have a checks and balances between game planner and play caller? That's so weird to me, right? Just their overall structure and the coaching staff, they got too many cooks in the damn kitchen. Correct. Too many people with too much say over certain things. Listen, Nick, you want to keep this job? Okay. All right. We're bringing in, we're bringing in somebody, you know, to design his offense. And you're, look, it's going to get to a point, and, and this is where, and this is where the rubber is going to meet the road for Nick Sirianni. And this, and this is when he's going to have to do some soul searching and find out and, and figure out what kind of coach does he want to be and what kind of situation does he, you know, does he feel like he needs to thrive in. Yeah. When they have the, when they had their conversations with him, they're gonna they're gonna say to him, "Look, they're gonna ask him what's your plan." And nine times out of ten, they're not gonna like it. So what's gonna happen is they're gonna say, "Look, Nick, this is what we want to have." And essentially, if you still want to be here, you're gonna fall in line with that. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna put the onus on him. And he's either and this is the moment where he's gonna be at the crossroads. Do I wanna do I wanna be the captain of my own ship? And trust myself and stand my ground about what I believe this team should should do yeah. and risk losing my job? Or do I sit back, keep my head down, keep my job as the head coach, but, and, but in all reality, I'm just a figurehead. Right. I don't really make any real decisions, and um, I'm not really in control of this offense or defense. I'm just pretty much here to supervise and, and um, you know, babysit the kids in the library. That's what he has to ask himself. Right, and, and here, what do you yeah. th- What side do you think he falls on? Well, here's the thing. I, I'll answer that in one second. But this, this is where the rubber met the road with Doug. I think they wanted to keep Doug. They were going to give Doug another year. I, my opinion, I think they were going to give Doug another year. But, but, 
But on their dime. Their terms. On their terms. They were going to say to they were saying to him, we know you want whoever it was, Mike Rowe or whatever. We know yeah, you yeah, want that uh, guy. Press Taylor, Press Taylor all, all OCR. Guys, right? Right, yeah. None of that's happening. If you want to stay on board, this is what it's going to. It, it's going to be somebody else. It's not them. And I think Doug finally said, you know what? Then then I'm out, man. I want a Super Bowl. I want to have say over this thing. Uh, I was cool yeah. with being the good soldier early. I'm out now. And I'm, when you win the Super Bowl, let's be honest. You start swinging your balls around. Yeah, you got juice, you know man. What I mean? You, do you got juice. juice. So, yeah. so you're going to be confident enough in yourself to say, you know what? I can, I can do this anywhere. You're going to be confident in yourself. But Nick Sirianni, I don't. He doesn't have that same leverage. I'm curious to know how he sees himself in this situation. Again, I ask you, where, what side do you think okay. he falls on? So here in here, this is what I think he will do if presented with that same thing. Like, let's say Nick wants to keep Ryan Johnson. I'm just you or Patricia, whoever you want to take in this scenario. I don't care. I think he will acquiesce, step back, and say, you know what? Okay, I'll play ball. You want to get rid of those guys? You want to bring in who who you think you're you you, you you're a big fan of this guy who's an offensive coordinator? I'm on board with that. But uh, here's where I think that uh, – so I think he would he would do it. I do think he would do it. But I think that this is also where they have to be really specific. I can't emphasize this enough. This notion where you draw it up during the week, Nick, is over. You're not doing that anymore. The guy we're hiring is going to do that. Are you good with that? That part I think is going to hurt him, mm-hmm. but I still think he'll stay on board with it. And here's the scary part, right? Whoever you do bring in, right? You have to find out what their long-term plans are. Yeah. Because if you bring in some no-name, some young guy with aspirations, then you're back to square one with the head coach that doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. So you have to decide, do I want to? Do I believe Nick Sirianni is the right coach for me I just need to provide him with a better OC. Yeah. Or do you look at it and say, well, at the end of the day, if even if if whatever OC I do get, are they going to be here for a, a long time? And then even when they're not here, I'm still stuck. I'm, st- I'm still stuck with the goose. I'm still stuck with Nick Sirianni, a guy who who doesn't know what he's doing. So it's like, should I just, should I just cut ties with him and bring somebody in that just knows what they're doing entirely? Right. right. You know what yep. I mean? Yeah. Or keep him and hope that I, have an OC that sticks around for long enough until I, until yeah, I, I know that part is tricky. I, I so know you got to yeah. figure out how, how you want to play this thing. And again, they haven't hired a person with experience since Lori's Ever. been the owner. Well, there, yeah, Jeffrey's never done it. And he's been the owner for 30 years now. He took this thing over in 94, right? So that, that's that I'm just taking counting the coaches. That's Ray. That's Andy. That's chip. That's Doug. That's Nick. All right. That's five guys. Five guys, and he's never brought in somebody who had previous NFL head coaching experience. And look, the mindset, the the mindset in theory is 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 not bad, right? You you want to stay ahead of the curve. You want to find the next hot guy. You know, the mindset is understood, but you miss, you missed on Chip, you missed on Nick. Yeah, Doug, you got it right, but you couldn't keep him in the building because he because everybody got egos all of a sudden. Yeah. You know? I mean, Andy, for obvious reasons, over you know, it was long time coming. You know, he was with the Eagles for over a decade. It was time. It was time to cut ties. It is what it is. You know, agreed. Things yeah. like that happen. You can't do nothing about that. Um, but you missed on Chip. You missed on Nick, and you got Doug right. Yeah, you know, and, and, and some yeah. people will say, "Well, look at their one loss column, right? Nick wins a lot, and Chip won a lot, and all that kind of stuff." And it's like, dog, the one loss column doesn't mean anything. We've seen coaches with. Winning records get fired. We've seen coaches 
we've seen all different kinds of circumstances, right? It's funny how Doug, I think he has, out of all those coaches, I think he has the lesser win-loss record, but he has the big one, the ring. Correct, correct. So yeah. it's like, how much does it matter? In my opinion, he dealt with way more injuries. Like, Doug dealt with a lot of He dealt yes. with a lot of injuries on the back end. And, those and those Wentz, last couple Wentz, of years? Wentz lost his mind. Like, there was a lot that he had on his plate, man. Like, you know. But you're right. I mean, they have – it's hard to criticize – the coaching hires because they've been like quick, quicker fixer upper guys too. Like Chip mm -hmm. came in here after Andy. I think Andy only won four games his last year. He had him in the playoffs. Yeah, she came in and won ten games right away. Yeah, and even won the ten games the second year, but they they didn't even get in the playoffs that year. It's crazy. And then the next year, Doug in the second year wins it, and Nick in his second year gets to the gets to the Super Bowl. So there, it's like it's not necessarily a critique of the coaches they brought in. It's more of just look at the pattern here. Do you really think Belichick they're gonna they're gonna bring in a guy like that? Yeah, yeah, it's a pattern, and I'm 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 concerned of how entrenched they are in their process because they believe it works. Yep. You know, you if 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 if, if an organization is in the Super Bowl two times in a six year span, you're going to think you're doing something right, but in reality, when you really when you really peel the layers back and really you know, lift the hood up, you realize, oh, this um this engine's no good. This transmission's about to go. You know, there's there's no real sustained success. Right. If you really if, you, if we're being completely honest, they haven't been able to sustain success. You gave away the division, you gave away the um the, um, the first round by. Yeah. You were you, this team this team needs a, needs some kind of overhaul, some kind of oil change, however you want to slice, they need something to shake. And you need to figure out this is what Jeffrey Lurie needs to figure out. Why is it so roller coasterish? Why isn't it? I know it's hard to do in this league and, and, and be a witness by the fact that nobody teams very rarely ever repeat. You know what time. I think it is? I think whenever someone other than Harry Roseman starts to achieve some level of success, like you said, the, the, the peaks, yeah. when the success comes, I feel like Howie finds a way to uh, try to humble either the coaches or whoever it is so it appears that he's still in charge like doug doug won your super bowl so obviously doug feels more emboldened but you but you got to find a way to keep undercutting him keep letting him know you know where he stands in the organization with those with those meetings and um you know with, with, with the with the coaching hires and the and the, and the back door in and all that kind of stuff yep. it's like the reason they haven't had sustained success is because harry roseman doesn't allow it to be sustained his ego prevents them from being able to sustain success he's gotten in the way every single time or he's um made had a miscalculation or um an overcorrection or whatever it may be he's he's regularly gotten in the way because he thinks he knows football when he has one year of success or two years he thinks he's a football you're not a football guy you're spectacular at crunching the numbers. You're spectacular at making sure all these contracts work. You're that's a real that's a real skill, and that's necessary. There's, there are a lot of teams I heard that are just making willy nilly decisions with the money, yeah. and they're in cap hell or whatever it may be, and they can't really build a team properly. You know how to financially build a team, but let a football guy actually tell you where to you know where to shoot. They let them point, and you shoot with the money. You know what I mean? So don't. That I, th I think that's I think that's, that's the real problem. Harry Roseman gets one little bit of success, he thinks he's a football guy. Yeah, and he's he's not. Uh, yeah, I, I, whatever, like whatever it is, that's a pattern that you got to look at if you're the owner. Saying why are there such extremes? 
why are we in a Super Bowl one year? The next year we start off 10 and one and we fall apart like this. Why? Why did it happen with Doug? Why did it happen with Chip? Why is it mm-hmm. happening now? Andy was sustained success. Yes. You didn't win the Super Bowl, yeah. but it was sustained success. For the at least part. Doug after the Super Bowl win. At least he got he got back and won a playoff game. Won a playoff game. Shoot, man. I, I know. We I act like even... that didn't even happen. Yeah, he did. Um, and then the next year he loses Carson in the on the first series, uh, you know, in 19, whatever. But yeah, it, it's it's definitely an issue. So a couple things here. Uh, Brandon Graham said that he wants to play his 15th year. That's always been a goal of his. If the Eagles want him back, he would like to be back as an Eagle next year. Now, I look at this a couple different ways. First of all, he played, he actually played well last night. Mm-hmm. He had a sack. He had five tackles. He had a quarterback hit. He had three tackles for losses. Brandon Graham was one of the few guys on defense who played last night and showed up. Um, but I, I don't, it, this is a tough call for the organization. Like, I, I don't think there's a ton left there for him. But if he says, I'll come back on the league minimum, do you bring him back for leadership and what he's meant to the organization? I know it's sentimental. You, I know that. Can you repeat that? I lost you. I lost you for a second. Can you if repeat you, that? It, so in, in regards to Brandon Graham. Right. He wants to play next year. Right. I don't think he has much left in the tank. I think it's a, it's a tough call. But specifically, if the, if he's coming back and he says, I'll play at the league minimum, I just want to be an Eagle for one last year. Do you bring him back for his leadership? Do you bring him back for what he's meant to the organization? Uh, I, I, I look at it like if I have a depth edge rusher at the league minimum, I could do worse than Brandon Graham. That's the way I look yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah, you can. Um my fear is though, and I think that's kind of where the Eagles go wrong a lot of the times when they hold on to guys too long. Yeah. Um, but BG seems like his roster, it, it seems like BG, like you could do a lot worse than him. Yes. You know, it see it, it you you would think that. Um that's a roster spot at the end of the day. You know, I you know, I would inter, I would entertain it unless I'm able to find someone better. That's what I would do. I would entertain it. I would you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I just again, you're not asking him to be a starter. You're not ask. You're not leaning on him heavily. He's just kind of a guy, right? You I, ask. I, you ask him to be a pinch hitter. Yeah, that's and, yeah. He's a bench guy for you. Yeah. Yeah, and here's the thing. I feel like they didn't pinch hit him enough this year. I I think so. Too. I think they try to like preserve him when it's like for what. You you clearly need the you, John, were they not monitoring Josh Sweat snap counts or like yeah this is this is this is this this is the stuff I'm I'm I'm, I'm talking about man um CJG he's not coming back here there was there was too much bad blood at the end he's like he's not coming back here and he I mean I get where Jamison's coming from yeah we he, we need a safety I appreciate it Jamison but um yeah. he's not coming back here that ended badly yeah agreed agreed it did not end well and it's a shame because he's a free agent. He, I don't know that he cost you a ton because he missed a lot of the year with injury. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't feel like that's going to be happening. Um, it, it, something went awry with them and him, and I don't know that that one's fixable. Um, but like we said earlier, you know, l- l- let's let's name some names here. Bradbury can't be back. Morrow can't be back. I, I don't know. Cunningham, I, I, I'd rather move on. But if you don't have better options, okay, I guess. Uh, Byard out. Um, 
you know what's funny, man, with the defensive line, other than Brandon Graham, who we, you know, we know it's like an age thing. Mm-hmm. Sweat's gonna be back, Reddick's gonna be back, Milton Williams, who actually showed up last night too, is gonna be back. The big, the other big question there is is, and we know Carter and Davis are gonna be back, is Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox had a really good year. But is somebody on the outside going to offer him, you know, a bag that's too big for the birds? You know, I, I think he would get 10 this year. I think that's what it was. I think yeah, it was he got yeah, he got 10 this year. So if he, you know, mm. let's say somebody offers him either the same or, or a little bump, which might be crazy at his age. I don't know that he's automatically back. I think he should be back. Yeah, man, they got some decisions. Um I don't they gotta figure out Jack Driscoll. They gotta figure out Yeah, some of the depth offensive um, line. And I mean the other thing is let, let's talk about it with, with, they figure with out Opetta. With Kelsey walking, Jurgens goes to center. Are you confident enough in Steen to step in there as a starting right guard? Yeah, if I mean, he, I don't know. I'm asking. I don't know if I'm asking, like, are they confident enough? No, that's know. a good question. Listen, Jack Driscoll's value if, if if Kelsey retires, Jack Driscoll's value goes up because um, he's 26 years old. He's gonna he's gonna be able to go. Cam Jurgens, in my humble opinion, Cam Jurgens still competing for that right guard spot. He was right. awful last night. Yep, he was awful. Kalijah Canty manhandled him. Yep. In my opinion, the right guard spot completely up for grabs. Even even the center spot. You know, um, I know Cam Jurgens is supposed to be that guy, but I think they I think they need to. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat. Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket. Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. No, you know, be on his ass even more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they got some They got some decisions to make at running back as well. DeAndre Swift, Boston Scott, free agents. Um, Rashad Penny's going to be gone. They got a lot of decisions to make, especially on defense, but you know, I really, I, I'm speechless. I have no idea what they what, they, what they're going to do, or what they should. I, do. I, yeah, I mean, and again, th- this is going to be an unbelievably challenging offseason, especially if there is a head coaching shakeup, especially if there's going to be coordinator shakeups, because you have so many roster issues to deal with too. I mean, you're in pretty decent shape in terms of picks. You have a good amount of picks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but you, you got to make some hard decisions. These are not fluffy kind of things. I would imagine you would hire your coach before you even start thinking about free agency, right? hundred percent. You got to, you got to get them hired. You got to know what system you got to know what guy fits. You got to know who your coordinators are. This guy's playing a three, four, or, you know, you know, all that. You got to know all of that. Give me, give me, give me a rough estimate. When do you think we're going to get the, the, the first, when do you think the first domino is going to drop on the coach staff? I'm not this saying week. you got to tell me who, but when do you think the first domino falls? Is it tomorrow? Is it Thursday? Tonight? Is it Thursday? Okay, Thursday. You think the first Thursday or Friday? Thursday? I think there's a move made. Yes. Okay. I do. Now I do because Tone. Not only are there a ton of big name head coaching candidates, there's guys like Dave Canales, who was the offensive coordinator last night for the Bucks, like who who was who was a hot commodity. But let's just say a guy like that doesn't get a head coaching gig, which he very well could. But let's say he doesn't. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, you can't pluck him. But like, there's a lot of guys out there who maybe work under him or whatever who you might like. I don't know. I mean, I just think you can't, you can't, you got to be smart and deliberate about your, about the the, the person that you choose. But you got to make the move quickly on the present day people so you can start making those moves. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. Well, so you so you say Thursday, right? Yeah. Okay, Thursday. Who do you think is the first download to fall? I think it will be announced that they're making that that, that the defense that, that they're moving on from Patricia and Desai. That'll be the first thing. First thing. Okay. That's the first thing. That's the most obvious. It's it's less delicate. The the, the Brian Johnson, if he's gone and Nick stays, is delicate because of the friendship with Jalen. Now, uh, you know where I'm at with this. I don't. I'll, care. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think right now, I don't think Jalen got. I don't think Jalen got any friends. Well, I don't like my thing. I, I I don't know that he does either. But I don't. I'm not approaching it as an organization saying, "I'm." I think you need to get in front of it just with him and tell him, "Hey, we're doing this." I just want you to know, so you're not hearing it from secondhand. We're doing this, and then you're making that move. But you have to at least inform him and let him know. But yeah, I I mean, like, dude, I'm giving you 250 million. If I want to make a move. You could still be friends with that guy. He's just not going to be coaching you. I need right. somebody who's going to who's going to lay the hammer down. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I, I need somebody that's going to hold you accountable and it's going to yeah. uh, help help you see the blitz because evidently you can't see it, player. Right, exactly right. What, so, what's your sense here, timeline wise, and, and what it is? Like, what is it exactly? Who is it? Who's gone? Who's in? Who's out? Um, okay, so you said Thursday. I think we see something tomorrow. Okay, and um, I think the first domino to fall. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled a Band-Aid off and just fire Nick Sirianni, and then everything, then everything else under that will, you know, just be bygones. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I would, I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled a, just pulled a Band-Aid off. Why yeah. waste time, Nick? Why, why waste, why, why waste time picking and choosing who we're gonna? Nick, you're out. Yep. That way, you just flush it. Well, the, yeah. The, the the good part about that not not good for Nick, but the good part about that if you were them. That implies that basically everybody's out. I mean, you can always retain coaches, obviously, but that would mean all bets are off for everybody if the coach is hired, and then Absolutely. we can start going about our our you know our build here. Yeah. So I think I think tomorrow we hear something, and I think we're gonna I I, I think we're gonna find out tomorrow. Okay. Um, it's, it's funny, Julian, uh, that you that you asked that because I was thinking about that. Um, be enemy. Um, I think he's looking for a head coaching job. Um. 
you know, I think this year was his first. I'm trying to think. No. Yeah, I, I think Bianca was looking for a head coaching job, for being honest. Well, do I see him in Philly? His 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 football mind is is unmatched. I would love to find out what he can do with a guy like Jalen Hurts. I would he's love a no BS guy. And he's, and he's a no BS guy. And I and, and I think they need that. I do. If I'm too. being quite honest with you. I think they need someone who see when you it's so funny when you really think back to Nick Sirianni's introduction to us, the writing should have been on the wall that this wasn't gonna last long because of just how he carried himself, especially in that first year with the goofy shirts and trying so hard to be, and maybe he was being himself, right? But like just being he 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 was the quintessential try hard. It just yeah. seemed like it just seemed like he was always rambling, yeah, always trying to do something quirky so you can, you know, uh, you know, ingratiate yourself with him. Um, and you know, we all took the bait. We all looked at him, man. He's a fun guy, you know. He he's 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 um he's aligning himself with the players. He's, yeah. a, he's a player's coach. We all he's we all true, he's being true to himself. Being true to himself, you know. Yeah. We we all flip these things into into being positives. In reality, if I'm being honest with myself, I like my coach. I, I, I like my leaders being no nonsense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't like my leaders um speaking more than they should. I like stoic leaders. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, Nick Sirianni was nothing like that at all. Um, I prefer militant figures as my leaders, you know. So Nick Sirianni was just well, I'll tell you the other thing. I, I he was I, a kid, I, he was a kid that got fat in a candy store. Yeah, yeah. I, I the other thing I, I, and I, I'm going to compare him to another Philadelphia and not, not Tortorella. I'm not, I'm not going there to that extreme because Tortorella is, is very, very old. But, that, but that's my kind of guy. No, I know. He, trust me, he's a, he's a no BS guy. But I think Nick Nurse is very much like that. If you ever listen to a Nick Nurse post game press conference, like he he's he's tell he he's hey man like we didn't do this well enough specifically we didn't we didn't rebound uh, what I was thinking here was we were gonna well, with Nick it's just mumbo jumbo crap I got to yeah, do a better just filler job. just filler Nick, Nick is very accountable for himself for what happened in the game and he's willing to explain hey my thinking here with playing you know Tobias at the at the three is this like and you get and then you come away like. All right, I get it. I, I may not always yeah. agree with everything, but I get at least the guy's right, trying right. to give me something It didn't something work, real. but okay, you explained that. Yeah. And I see what you were trying to do. It didn't work, but all right, let's try better next yeah. time. With you Nick, know? I'm like, huh? Nick just, he rambles, Rob. Yeah. He rambles and just talks and talks and talks and just, I think, I, I can't remember. I, I saw this tweet where um, somebody did like a side-by-side of like two head coaches being asked the same question and they were paralleling uh, – how each coach answered it. Yeah, yeah. Or they, they were drawing a parallel between two coaches. And one of the coaches was Nick Sirianni, and the other coach was um somebody, I can't remember who it was, but they yeah. were very they were very short in their words. And um they asked them, let's just say I ask you, hey, what was your thoughts on the receivers, you know, today? Yeah. Oh, you know, um, I think um I think we have a lot to work on still, but um, I trust those guys to get back in the lab and I trust us to um, you know, to get things back on track. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Right, you yeah. ask Nick Sirianni, "Hey, Nick, um, what what do you think went wrong with the receivers?" Well, you know the the receivers, they um, you know, you know, we fundamentals, right? Fundamentals, yeah. and uh, you know, you know, we're 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 constantly telling guys to compete, and you know, and you know, and we and you know, we trust those guys to win because you, yeah, yeah, you know, by those the guys end, win. you're like, it's like, oh, I'm okay. exhausted. All right, um, got it. No answer. Got it. You have no idea what went wrong. Understood. It, it, again, he. We, we, we should have saw the writing on the wall from the beginning. Uh-huh. We should have. We should have. 
We should have. He wasn't ready for this role. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We, sh- we should have, and we. T- I-, I took the bait, and I'm and I'm ready to wear that. Um, I caped for Nick a lot. You know what I'm saying? No, I and, look. I did too, Tone. And here, here's and, what we didn't we didn't take into account, and 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 partly how could we have? We didn't. I don't think we knew how much Steichen and, and Gannon were covering up for for horrendous up top, you know, sort yeah. of leadership mindset. I, I mean it, man. Like I I. We kind of we joke about the Gannon thing and all that, and, and you know I was a Gannon guy, but Gannon, ask yourself this: from what you've seen from Desai and Patricia, and I think Desai got kind of a raw deal here, okay? But what you saw from both of those guys compared to what you saw from Gannon, it's not even close. And I know Gannon had more talent on that side of the ball, but mm-hmm. but he's he's a whole different. It's night and day. And then and obviously with Steichen and these these guys and and, and Brian and Nick, I think Steichen just covered up a lot of a lot of warts, man. I think he put a lot of makeup on. You know, right, I do. You know, you know what's funny? Prior to the season even starting, right? The moment last season ended the way it ended, um, I said on multiple platforms, I said this, I said this 2023-2024 campaign is going to tell us a lot about Nick Sirianni. I said it multiple times in the offseason to, to various people. I said this 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 is going to this season, this upcoming season is going to tell us uh, everything we need to know about Nick Sirianni. Everything. Yeah. He's losing the OC, he's losing the D, he's losing the DC. He made it to a Super Bowl, lost within three points. He made a handful of decisions that I didn't agree with, but okay, all right. We're gonna find out a lot. Of, we're gonna find out a lot about this man as a head coach in this upcoming season. We're gonna find out exactly if he has what it takes to pivot, if he can continue to reinvent, you know, exercise some level of ingenuity and creativity. What can he do to take Jalen Hurts to the next level? What can he do to um, supplement the losses of Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon? We were gonna find out a lot about him, and we found out a lot about him rather quickly, yeah. and. Um, I now I know everything I need to now I know everything I need to know about him. Yeah, no, I yeah, I think there's been a lot of ex- exposure, I guess would be the word that I would use. There's mm-hmm. been exposure uh to, to what this this thing is. All right, we're we're doing I need a break, don't I? <laughs> no, listen, we've kind of been we, we've kind Where of been vomiting today. Right now. Um, I think we need a break, yeah. Because you know what? I'm looking at the, I use the clock, right? I know I'm messed up if we just start at the segment or we go along on this. Yo, I mean, listen, I, I'm, the, the I'm first usually, segment I'm like a machine with the clock in my head. Right. I don't even the know first segment lasted 42 minutes, I think. 40 minutes, something like that. And then the second segment was about 18. Like about be 20, honest, so. you never have to tell me when to break. I, I I'm lost right now. I'm so engulfed in this. Hey, season. listen, we're just rolling with it. Um, we're we'll we'll be going into segment. This is all right. Let me, yeah. This I, is segment three. I got you. Let me, so we're going into segment four. Now. Let me sneak one in here. Uh, right, we'll come back and, and we keep it going here. And again, like I said, big picture stuff here when we get back more, yep. you know, front office and what you do uh, going forward. All right. Tony Shields, Rob Ellis for Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right. Let's talk about proaction restoration. Uh, we're getting some goofy weather lately, right? Rain, wind, some snow last night in the Philadelphia area. Sometimes that can cause some damage. You can get some leaks, you can have some foundational issues. Uh, you could have mold, you could have smoke, you could have fire, you could have water issues. If you have any of those things, ProAction Restoration is the place to reach out to. Uh, they are on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. Uh, you know my story. Uh, had a lot of issues here with uh, with some, some plumbing, uh, which caused damage to my basement and my basement bathroom. And ProAction came here. Uh, they, they completely redid all the drywall, all the ceiling, um, the painting as well as the carpet work. Uh, they have done they just an awesome job for me and they will for you as well. Um, they are licensed, bonded and fully insured and they've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company also. So 
you know, again, water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. I try to get through it together. Yes, the Eagles lose 32 to 9 uh to the Bucks, which ends their 2023-24 season. And you're trying to pick up all the pieces and figure out how it all went so bad so quickly. And look, there's a lot of things that you look at, Tone. I mean, again, they were as much as they didn't have any business, it's weird. The first half to me felt like 
the early part of the season when the Eagles were winning. What I mean by that is they were getting completely outplayed, but somehow they were still in it because the Bucs were shooting themselves in the foot with mm-hmm. dropping deep balls, right? So you're thinking to yourself, all right, maybe in a weird way, like this is sort of they're getting back to who they were. Um, and then, you know, that the safety happens and the wheels completely came off. But then that part was very much like the second half of the season, right? One little thing triggered an avalanche. So you, you saw who they were, right? I mean, you saw exactly who they were. It, it, it's crazy, man. Um, yeah, it was yeah. bad. It yeah, was the bad. moment they got the moment they got the safety, I said, yeah, this game's over. The oh, more I saw, totally yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I didn't think they were winning the game before that, but the safety solidified. I'm like, this team is good enough to overcome that. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man. I, sometimes I ask myself, when did things? When did I stop trusting this team? I mean, and do you think I'm, the Niners game broke them? Is it as simple as that, or is is it they were getting kind of lucky early? If I'm keeping it a hundred with myself, yeah, the, the Niners game broke me. Yeah, if I'm being honest, yeah, the, the I don't Niners, think you're not the only one. The Niners game broke me. Yeah, when I saw that Niners game, I said, "Oh, we're not winning the Super Bowl." That's my yeah. first thought to myself, and it hasn't, and it, and it, it hasn't dissipated since then. You know. So um I think I, I think I think the the Bills game sapped mm-hmm. every bit of magic they had left. Mm. And the Niners just the, the Niners put a wounded dog out of his misery. And yeah. then the and then the Dallas Cowboys, you know, showed up to be the pallbearers at the funeral. <laughs> well, all right, but then, you know? then here's my here's my follow-up to that. And I don't I think you're right. But my follow-up to that is like how weak were you mentally that that broke you? It was a regular season game. Like, that happens. You lose regular season games. San Francisco lost three straight. Why were they able to respond? You know, it's not like – look at Kansas City. Tone, look at how bad they played all year. Look at what they're doing now at the most important time of the season. Like, why were they so mentally fragile this because year? Because they weren't never mentally strong to begin with, right? Um, I don't like using this term loosely, but – they were front runners. Yeah. They were front runners for but but we didn't realize it because they were always in the front. Right. Right? You don't realize you're a front runner until you're in the back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I think that's a bumper sticker, isn't it? Right, right, right. It, 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 that is a bumper sticker. I like that. That could like, really be a bumper sticker, actually. Write that down. Front yeah, runner, we're both we're splitting that profit, my friend. Front runner, back. You don't realize. You don't realize you're a front runner till you're till you're in the back, and then that's uh, on that's on the back of a car. That's perfect. I should have saved that. For, I should have saved that for a pre-production meeting because now Tell someone's going to take it. <laughs> yeah, someone's going to steal it from us. Yeah. Oh my god, man, that is hilarious. You don't realize you're a front runner until you're, until you're in, the, in back. the back. Yeah. You don't realize, you guys. But here's the thing, that's what it was. They were front runners all along. Yeah. We we didn't realize it, and we never thought that the Philadelphia Eagles were that kind of team. We yep. thought we were above that level of um criticism or we thought we were we, we didn't think we were that low of human right <laughs> you know that we were front runners mm-hmm. you know we could we, we always called the cowboys front runners and we always called um other teams for the eagles were front runners yeah the moment they the moment they had any kind of real heat any pressure on them any kind of adversity the moment they got pushed in the mouth bad because think about it prior to that they didn't really have no bad losses for for real you know the the judge you know the, the the jets loss okay it was it was rough Mm-hmm. But we we moved on from it. Everyone right. had everyone's liable. Everyone's liable to you know lay an egg. But um, 
that that Niners gang, it broke them in such a way where they realized that oh, they, there's no way they can compete for a Super Bowl. They knew then they couldn't win a Super Bowl. So when you know that already, when all season you've been propped up as being a contender, you've propped yourself up and you've been fed, you know, the jargon that you're one of the better teams in the league, and then you come across a bigger, badder wolf, you run home with your tail tucked between your legs, and now there's no point for you to hunt Little Red Riding Hood anymore. There's no point for you to hunt the three little pigs because you know damn well you can't you, you can't play in that forest that the, that the big wolves play at. You know what I mean? There's you have no... You have no ownership of the territory. Grandma's house or wherever you were coming from. Yeah. Go back to grandma's house. Do whatever you got to do because you can't eat out here with the real wolves. Mm -hmm. And that's and and I think they knew then. And when you know that, just think about that, right? Think about having expectations for something. And then and then on your way to on your way to meeting those expectations, you have a, a speed bump or you come across a pothole that just makes you realize, whoa. I'm nowhere near as close as I thought I was. Right. You know what I mean? Well, take take it. The that, other that's part, exactly what we saw. Yeah. No, your your analysis I think is spot on. But take it a step further. So this is this is again like big picture here. The other thing that Howie and Jeffrey need to do is you need to weed out the quitters, man. Like you better figure out who the guys are who jump ship and who didn't, and and make some real legitimate changes. And if it's guys that you feel like are still core pieces for you. You better sit them down and be like, hey, man, the film doesn't lie here. Like, there's a lot of stuff that you could look at with Jordan Davis and say, hey, Jordan, I, I get you may not be in in you know, the, the tip-top shape that you need to be in. But, dude, what you're putting on film is not acceptable, bro. Like, this is not going to happen. Like, there was a play last night. Again, I was, I was looking at one of Baldy's breakdowns. Jordan Davis is happy just to be shoved aside as, as, the, as the running back coming, you know, to the other side of him. He's just accepting of it because I think yeah. he's too tired. Everybody to to, went that way. He yeah. went that way. Yeah, I to try to throw the guy off him. And I'm like, that's the kind of stuff, dude. Like, that's losing football right there. And and it, that's the and I'm, I'm I'm not just picking on him. It's it, there's a lot of guys that were making business decisions last night mm-hmm. that need to be out of here, like really fast. Yeah. And look, man, I'm not a football savant. I'm just an enthusiast. I like the game. Yeah. You know, I don't understand the, you know, I, I don't know all the intricacies of every position and technique and, you know, I, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not deep into the X's and O's like a lot of people are. I'm, I'm just not. But, damn, I know I, I know, I, I know when a guy is out of place. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know when a guy is, is, isn't doing what he's supposed to be doing. I know, I know that much. You know what I'm saying? So I try to always, when I, when I criticize these guys, I try to be as measured as I possibly can because, you know, I've never played the position before, right? But still, man, um, I know what it looks like when a guy is, is doing something he shouldn't be doing. Period, man. Right. And the results show that. Mm-hmm. So this Philadelphia Eagles team has to get has to get back into the lab. You know, I'm curious. I'm curious. Uh, who do you think? Who do you think won't be here next year that still has a contract beyond beyond next year? You know what I mean? I'm asking you. I'm okay, I'll, asking start with, to I'll start with Bradbury. Bradbury is okay. one of them. Um, okay. For sure. Um, do you think Do you think Hassan Reddick gets another contract here? I, you know, Tone, I, I um, if his asking price is crazy, I let him roll into his last year. 
Do you think Josh Sweat will be here beyond his current contract? Not unless he has a better year next year. Mm. Just for record, Sweat and Reddick, they're due to be free agents. <sighs> yeah, they got one year left. Same, at the exact same time. Um, in 2025, the 2025 free agents are Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, Kevin Byer, Devontae Maddox, Jake Elliott, Landon Dickerson, Milton Williams, um, Zach McPherson, Kenny Gainwell, Montu Pelotu, um, Reed Blankenship, Josh Joe, Britton Covey. You know, so um I mean there's there's you, you threw some names out that I want back. Um, but uh, I the other thing is Devontae's gonna want to get paid. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and Landon Dickerson. And Landon Dickerson, who's who's been a two-time Pro Bowler. Yes, he's he's another one, man. You know, they get they got some really hard things to figure out. Um, yeah. And and you know what? I, you don't really want to mess around with Jake Elliott, as crazy as that sounds. And I know he's a kicker, and we all kind of scoff at it. But you know, you might want to. That's a Howie move that they'll figure out an extension with him. Give him some kind of bonus, and, and, and you know he's not going to kill you on the cap. But you talk about the, the the guy who's almost the the most automatic on the team. So yeah, he, he he's a, he's a pretty high he's a high paid kicker. So yeah, um, yeah, man, they got some decisions decisions to make. Look, Landon Dickerson, you got to pay him. Two time Pro Bowler, you know, in, in in his three seasons in the NFL, you got to pay him. He's yeah. he he's he's top tier at his position, and I oh. expect them to pay yeah. him. Yeah. I agree with you. I, I, I agree with you. Look, we're, I think we're in a situation now where and, – and, and look, we, we always look at it when it comes to these contracts with these guys. Like, all of a sudden now the Eagles are just making a decision on it. Howie's been thinking about this for a long time. So I think he has a pretty good handle on who he wants to bring back and who he doesn't in some cases, but not in all cases. What do you do with Devontae Maddox? I don't extend him at all. I don't extend him at all in any no, way. Can't stay on the field. I, I'm It just it, – you know, it's – is he back next year? Yeah, because you're really thin back there to begin with. But you better have insurance policies better than the ones that you had this year. Has Reed Blankenship done enough for you to signify you? Not um, to start. He he's done enough. He he should be on the team. I mean, he he he's certainly done enough to be on the team. Yeah. Uh, you know, by the way, all these guys I'm naming are going to be free agents in 2025, not yeah. 2024. So yeah, I, I, yeah. Reed Blankenship is back. I, I, like, am I? Is it the worst thing in the world if he's starting? No, uh, but I would actually um, – I try to upgrade both safety positions. I, I'm going to find a way to keep Milton Williams. He's going to be a um, free agent in 2025 as well. I'm finding, a way, I'm finding a way to keep Milton Williams. Unless, unless man, he has a, a, a great year next year, and then all of a sudden – He's going to outpace himself. A, 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 a team wants to throw money at him, and I can't blame him. Yeah. I can't blame him. You know, the way he played last night, and he, he probably wants to get starters minutes, and he's not going to get it with these guys. Not going to get it in Philly. Him. Yeah, you know what? Whenever, if I'm being realistic, Milton Williams might be might be as good as going. He's probably going to want to test the market. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and, 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 and someone, I can't get mad at him. We know how teams value D tackle. Someone's going to throw some money his way. Right. So if he could, um, he could be gone. If Hargrave got 20, 20 million, right? No, twenty three. I think it was. Okay. If Hargrave got like twenty three, what do you think Milton Williams is worth in the open market right now? I think Milton Williams can get. I think Milton Williams is worth 10? about fifteen. Uh, maybe I don't know. Yeah, between ten and fifteen is that is that reasonable? Yeah, and if <clears throat> if Davis and Carter are still here, and and or Fletcher Cox comes back for one more year, I don't. I that might that might signal bye bye for Milton. Uh, mm. You know, it, it would be a good problem to have if he has a great year next year. 
because at least he's, he's giving it to you for one more year. But right. I like Milton Williams a lot. I like him. L- I, listen, to, listen, to, listen to this, man. Currently, right now, Josh Sweat's market value, his, his estimated market value in 2025 is going to be an average annual salary of $21.5 million. Average, annual average. That's that's an estimate, right? What's Reddick? Hassan Reddick. His estimated annual uh, his estimated average in twenty twenty five is fifteen point eight million. I think what they're doing, they're factoring in age. Yeah. Um, Reddick's a little older than Sweat, right? Yeah, um, Reddick is thirty. Sweat will be twenty eight very soon. Um, I think they're factoring that. Then I also, I think I also think they're factoring in just their overall skill set, the measurables. Mm-hmm. Josh Sweat is more built like your prototypical edge rusher. Hassan Reddick, not so much. He has limitations. Yeah. So and you wonder right now as he gets older, if he'll hold up. Right, right, right now estimate, and also I think they're banking on upside with Josh Sweat. So, yeah. um, yeah, man, uh, they 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 got this offseason is going to be plagued with, um uncomfortable decisions, uncomfortable conversations, and they need to find a way to revitalize what it means to play Philadelphia Eagles football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, that's the other thing, you, you know, you better get somebody back in here or get somebody in here. If you're making a move, that's going to instill that uh, because right now it's, it's lost. It's lost. You know, whatever, whatever it was, whatever that, 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 trait that it factor that they had last year is not here right now mm-hmm. you know that much is for sure uh all right let's uh let's get a timeout let's come back uh we'll do some nfl stuff there was another game yesterday believe it or not uh and we'll look at the, how the divisional round matchups have set up uh we'll give you an update on belichick some other coordinators who are are talking to teams a lot to do a lot to do between now and the end of the program so don't go anywhere that's tone to shields I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Uh, let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, they are an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They are experts trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. You could go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848 or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Welcome back, everybody. Rob Ellis Tone, Dish Fields on this Tuesday. Uh, as I mentioned, kind of kind of looking back and trying to figure out how we got here, which is not an easy thing. Uh, Jake Friel, who's a, uh, a, a contributor to the show, watches the show all the time. We appreciate Jake. Uh, points out Jeff McLean's got a really good podcast called Uncovering uh, the Birds. It's very well done. Um, and there was an interesting quote from this, and this was back in September. Uh, before the season opener, in fact, this is how far back this quote goes, Tone, just to put it in perspective. And he was asked about his offense. And he said, quote, one thing we wanted to do with our team offensively, let's say, is try to really, it's not always about coming up with new plays and new wrinkles and new things like that. Sometimes it's just getting better. And a lot of times it's just getting better at your base stuff and how you'd coach it better and how you do it better. And off of that, uh, what are some wrinkles off of that? Not necessarily new things, but things that are wrinkles. I guess I would say where I'm going with that is that the same way I thought about year three, I don't think it's anything new now. It's about how we get better from year to year. Okay. So a couple things. Whose perspective all, is this? That's Nick. That's Nick saying that. He just uh, spoke. He just, he, he just spinned you. He just spinned us. Like. Correct. So it, 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 I know it's hard to sift through all the – repetition and all the other stuff. But what he's basically saying is we're not really going to do in year three of what we do. We're not looking to do things necessarily different. We're just looking to get better off of what we do. And I see that. That sounds right? like you're putting the onus on the players. Well, yes, but it, what it all, what it's also is you're assuming that other teams aren't going to adjust to what you're doing and everybody in that league adjusts. So I, I read that tone and I'm saying to myself, there's an arrogance there. There's an arrogance in that 
we do things so well. We scheme it up so well that we just need to execute it and everything's going to be fine. Like what we're drawing up, you're right. There is a little bit of an onus on the players, but everything we're drawing up here is money. We just need to be able to execute it properly. And it's like, dude, you don't get it. Every year, teams figure out ways to take away what you're doing. They figured out Chip Kelly pretty quickly. The first Mm -hmm. year was unbelievable. They figured it out pretty quick. There was the run and shoot 100 years ago. There's always stuff that looked like it was going to be something, and then it goes away. Because why? Teams adjust. The fact that you felt like you could just run it back with the same playbook and everything was going to be fine, like, frankly, pisses me off. Here's the reality. You cannot assume you said it best you can't assume people aren't going to get better or people aren't going to figure out you know figure out what you're doing and i don't care how talented you i don't care how talented you are if i could if i can predict every move you make before you make it what difference does it make doesn't make it oh you better be brilliant like like in right. other words like the the the, the eagles knew the bucks were going to blitz last night they just weren't good enough to stop it right like there are some there are some people like like there are some athletes that are anomalies you know what's coming and you can't stop it like like michael jordan you knew what he was going to do to you, and he and you just couldn't, you just couldn't yeah. do, you couldn't stop it. Or maybe, yeah. or maybe you thought you knew, but he added a variation or a wrinkle mm-hmm. to what he does. Yeah. So Nick Sirianni, this, you know, whenever whenever he gets whenever he gets challenged about you know motion and how his team is the bottom in motion, all that kind of stuff, he always says, well, you know, you never want to be at the bottom of the bottom of anything of any ranking. Like he always got some snarky response, and. You know, whenever whenever he's whenever he's been challenged, he always gets a little snippy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But overall, the dude, the dude clearly, the dude clearly uh has been coasting at his job, riding riding the coattails of his talent, and really has and he he has not been in the lab trying to um you know reevaluate what he does. He's just focused on trying to do it better. You know, and I, I don't know what that means, do it better. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you're again back to what you said. You're assuming that people aren't going to improve in picking up what you're doing. Yeah, and it's asinine. I, I, it's lazy, and it's arrogant, is what it is, in my opinion. Uh, it's both. There, there's a, hey, what we're doing, we don't need to change what we're doing, man. We we got this. Like, no, you don't. No, you don't, Nick. On either side of the ball. Um, okay. So a couple, a couple of odds and ends NFL wise. So the um, the Bills took care of business. They beat the Steelers yesterday. Uh, they got everything straightened out in Buffalo. They played Steelers the tried to make a game out of it. They tried. Yeah, you know, it, it was twenty four seventeen at one point, and you know, it, it got a hand. You know, as, as we thought it would. Yeah. And the Bills took advantage of opportunities that they were given. That's that's what that's what championship teams the do. Teams do. Yeah, and I and you just never felt like. Mason Rudolph was going to bring them back. And Allen made a couple of big plays with his legs, uh, a couple yeah. throws too, um, yeah. and they end up winning. So yeah. Buffalo, it, Buffalo's won six in a row, I believe. Now. Yeah, it doesn't help when you throw uh, a interception in the red zone by Mason Rudolph. It doesn't help. Um, that was throw, you know, so it's, it's like whenever they whenever they got something going, he would kind of he, – he, he's limited. And, you know – That's a good way to put it. He's yeah. limited. I mean, he's and, there by default. He's right. there because you don't trust Kenny Pickett and 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 Trubisky stinks and blah 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 and then he's there and he's you're hoping he doesn't turn the ball up. like when you when that's your hope with your quarterback it's like dude what, and there know. was a point where you were down twenty four seventeen you were in the game mm-hmm. you know and then they just get out of it. so imagine if you had a a better quarterback in that situation so yeah um, um, I think I th- I think the Steelers are a team that they're closer than what people give them credit for they just need to get that quarterback figured out man 
Yeah, they get the quarter like two things. Obviously, not having Watt is a killer, right? But you, if you get those guys healthy and Cam Hayward wants to play another year, it, you have a running game on the offensive side of the ball. You have talent. I know he's a pain in the ass, but you have talent at receivers like Pickens. If you can get someone like you, they almost they only need like a Baker Mayfield type. Like they don't need. Obviously, you'd love to have a stud, but if they just got somebody who was decent, Pittsburgh is going to be very dangerous. Um, but props to Buffalo for for the way that they've turned their season around because yeah. they they look cooked. Yeah, and let me, let me give credit to Baker Mayfield last night, man. Baker Mayfield was willing and dealing last night. He was sharp as a tack. He was. Um, you know, I know we've been talking about the Eagles the whole time and making it seem like you know they were just awful. The Buccaneers came out and did their job, and I want to and I want to make sure we you know we, we we put some respect on their names in terms of just them taking care of business. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, we we can we can always debate. Are the Eagles that bad or are the Buccaneers underrated? We, we, we can debate that, whatever, but that's not my point. My point is I'm acknowledging Baker Mayfield coming out, doing his job, and um, fighting through injury and was throwing dimes. Yeah. So, you know, I want to make sure that we understand that we got beat yesterday, and that wasn't just a matter of, um, you know, the Eagles not showing up. They got their ass whooped yesterday, and they deserve, every, they deserve every bit of it. Yeah, Mayfield deserves all the props in the world. Um, okay, so here's the way this sets up, Tone. Saturday, Sunday, four total games, divisional round. Early game. Uh, Texans at the Ravens. Ravens are nine-point favorites in that. Ravens coming off the bye. Texans coming off the win over Cleveland. Packers-Niners is the 8-15 game. Uh, again, Niners coming off a bye. Packers coming off the huge win over the Cowboys. Right. Another another big spread game. Niners are nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Early game, this would have been the Eagles slot. Uh, you have the Buccaneers and the Lions. That game's in Detroit. Detroit's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. That's a 3 o'clock start. 6.30 start in Frigid Buffalo. You're going to have the Bills and the Chiefs. Uh, they played earlier in the year. Uh, I believe, let me see, I think it was like week four, I think, they played. Uh, when did they play? Kansas City. Hold on a second. Um Oh, I'm sorry. It was week 14. Week 14 and Buffalo won 20 to 17 at Kansas City. So they have met earlier this year. So they're your matchups, man. I, I, that's, you know, it's the, 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 in terms of point spreads, the closest game is the Chiefs and the Bills. I, um, it's going to be Bills. If, if you ask me. Yeah. I, 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 I think it's going to be, man, you said something yesterday that was the Chiefs, man. They're, they're snarky, man. You got to, they're snippy. You gotta watch them. But they're back, I, I, dude. I, I think it's back. gonna. I, I think it's gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna be Bills, Bills, Niners in the Super Bowl. Bills, I think. Not, okay. All right. Actually, you know what I think. I'm gonna I go think out, it's gonna be Chiefs. You know what I think, man. I'm. I, I'm. A, I'm gonna predict the whole thing right now. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think Josh Allen wins his first Super Bowl, man. Whoa. Okay. I think I think Josh Allen wins. Well, first, it's something about that kid, man. It's something, so you think if, the Ravens? He, so the Bills? Gets, yeah. If he gets past the Chiefs, yeah. no one's stopping him. I don't. I I I, I, th- I think that's the demon he has. The to Chiefs have been an issue for them. Yeah, they've been. If an issue he for gets them past the, the Chiefs, I don't think anybody's stopping him, man. Interesting. I don't know, man. And look, I'm not locking it in, but right now yeah. I feel like I feel like the Bills are winning this whole thing. I got it. I, okay. I, I don't know what it is. But I feel it. I don't know. 
Hey, but, go with your but, gut, man. But, but yeah. feelings have been wrong before, so. Well, go with your gut. <laughs> hey, let me let me dip off for one second. The Saints have fired their offensive coordinator, Pete Carmichael. I'm I'm surprised, man. I thought they were going to bounce Dennis Allen too. I, I I think they're prolonging the inevitable uh, as far as that goes. They know damn well that man is not the answer. Yeah, that's that's strange to me. Very very strange to me. But anyway, hey, that's that, whatever. But he's out. So uh, be interesting to see who ends up going there. To I don't like their setup at all. I don't like Derek Carr. I don't like Jameis as the backup. I don't like. I mean, I think Kamara is he the same guy? No. You know, it, it feels like it's Olave and not a ton of help there. Um, yeah, Michael Thomas, he's not anywhere near what he used to be. Yeah. You know, in, ankle injuries, at the ankle injuries with him. You know, the Saints are – I think the Saints are delaying a rebuild. They're yeah. delaying it. They're trying their hardest. But Cam Jordan's getting older. You know, they're, you know they, they still have Lattimore, right? Marshawn Lattimore. Yes, yes. Davenport on the D line, I think, right? Yeah. So I don't yeah, know. They still have some players for sure. They still got some players, but I also feel like they're they're kind of like just they're just in that in between. They're yeah. in that you know they're they're in they're in limbo. They're in purgatory right now, mm-hmm. and they're one of those teams that's either you got to decide: do you want to rebuild or are you going to make or are you going to swing through the fences and make a crazy move? And I don't see them doing the latter. So. Yeah, I, I look. I, I would. I would agree with you. I, I, I want to real quick. I just want to get it back to these these games, and, and we'll break them down yeah, thoroughly as the week goes on. Right, that's for sure. Um, do you think it kind of goes chalk here? Like, do you like all the favorites? Like, do you like the Ravens? Do you like the Niners? Do you like the Lions? Do you? I, I like. I like the Niners in their matchup. Yeah. Um, I like the Lions. Uh, I like the Bills. Mm-hmm. And uh, who's uh, I, I said Ravens, right? Yeah. Okay. What was the other team? The teams. Uh, so it's the it's the Texans, Ravens, Packers, Niners, Bucks, Lions, Chiefs, Bills. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I like the Bills. I like the Lions. Um, I like the Ravens. Yeah. And uh, I also like the um, Niners. I uh, Lions and Niners in the NFC Championship. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, I, I actually think I think the Texans and the Packers may keep it closer. I think they I think the if, if the Niners win and the Ravens win, but I think those games might be tighter than people think. Mm-hmm. I'll just leave it at that. Ravens should be on upset alert though. They should be on upset alert. Houston the Texans team is not afraid. They're not afraid. Neither are the Packers, for that matter. You know, in terms yeah. of young teams, but if but if I had to bet who gets upset, I would probably if, if you ask me who who's more likely to get upset, Ravens or Niners, I'm choosing yeah. Ravens, right? You know, because we still need to see Lamar Jackson execute in the playoff setting. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, so that's how you know that that that's how that's how I'm looking at it. I think I think the Ravens are more likely to be upset than the, than the Niners would be. Let, let me throw this one at you. This is Jim Harbaugh, uh, who has interviewed with the Chargers. I'm going to get to Belichick in one second. But Harbaugh's got an interesting, uh, like, protection clause in his Michigan contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yahoo Sports had this, Dan Wetzel, who's very good. Um, so 
he's got protection in his next Wolverine contract regarding the possibility of future NCAA punishment. Specifically, Wetzel reports that Harbaugh wants language that would grant him immunity from termination from any finding or sanction that could arise from multiple NCAA inquiries. What? Like, that sounds sound like... Who, who's going to agree to this? That sounds like he got something coming down the pipeline. I don't yeah, know what's going he, on. Or he knows he's about to go do something that may be bringing something down the pipeline. That dude, man, he's yo. I swear, I swear, he's in the mob. He's got a lot of <laughs> Belichick in him, doesn't he? Like he's he he's he's a chess guy, you know, for sure. When everybody else is playing checkers, but it's like you really think they're going to give you a like? There's the whole four cause. You could fight. You could terminate somebody. Give it. Get them out of their. Get out of their contract for cause. For just cause. Right. He's basically saying, wave that for me. I I don't know, man. Like, he, here's the thing. I don't really think it's going to matter either way. I think he's absolutely out. He's um, doing his best to leverage that natty. Right. It's just going to be a matter of time where he ends up. Yeah, man. He, he ain't staying. He ain't coming back to Michigan. I can promise you that. All right. Um, so let's go to Belichick. Interviewed with Atlanta. Now, Atlanta is interesting in the sense that the commanders have already said they're not interested. Okay. Right. Um, there's other places that I don't know that he either would want to go to or would be a fit. Let, let me, let, let's, so let's walk through this thing with the teams that, that, that have, you know, availability here. Um, Vegas. Would he want to deal with Mark Davis? Who just mm-hmm. fired his his guy Josh McDaniels, and, and also Tom Brady is the uh, is He's part a, owner. So yeah, um, hmm. what, does he want to reunite with Brady in some in some capacity? Tennessee just bounced his boy Vrabel. He's not going to Tennessee. There's nothing there for him. Chargers, I th- still think are a possibility. Washington's out. He's interviewed. With See the here, fans. here's real quick. We got to ask ourselves this too. In what capacity does Bill Belichick want to be a head coach? And what I mean by that is, is he just looking just to be the head coach? Is he still looking to have full control of personnel decisions? Like, what's that's what a is great it, question? What is what is he looking for? Because that that could determine very quickly where he ends up or where he doesn't end up. Yeah, because if you remember, right before they parted ways in New England, he said he would be open to you know somebody else kind of running the show. I don't know if that was a last ditch effort, if it was just spin from his people, whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know. So I don't – again, this Andy, age, Andy Reid said it was one of the best things he did when he left Philly. He went to Kansas City, and, and he had a GM, Brett Veach, and he let Brett Veach do his thing, and he just coached at, the team again. At this point, I feel like if I had to guess, I would imagine Bill Belichick is in a position where he doesn't want to have to worry about all the decisions. Yeah. I want to take some off his plate, mm-hmm. go somewhere, kind of look at wherever he goes as an early retirement home, you know, and just – I don't know, but I don't. Yeah, if yeah. I had to roll the dice, I don't think he wants full control over another situation anymore. I, because, I, because especially say. if it requires much more of a rebuild. Well, that could be a determining factor too on him getting hired anywhere. Mm-hmm. Really good. Um, all right, so that leaves Carolina with a disastrous owner and a, and a bad setup without first round picks, and Seattle. What you know, which is not a bad organization at all. You actually, in fact, you have a good GM. Seattle's trying to go young though. I'm yeah, their only problem is, is you know, are we going to see Gino get better at this point in his career? Probably not. Uh, yeah, probably not. And also, again, I think, you know, I don't think Bill Belichick is the option for them because I just feel like, for all that, keep Pete Carroll. 
Correct. You, you know, same age. I, yeah. Same age. I think that I think they're just trying to get younger. Yep. So I mean, that's why Atlanta makes sense, even though it doesn't look like they're set up great with talent, and I don't love their quarterback situation. Right. But you can easily rectify that by moving up in the draft if you want to or whatever. I mean, and Arthur Blank, I don't think he is a guy who's going to go on the cheap. He's going to pay Belichick well. That's what it's a you know a big piece of this thing for Belichick. Whatever. No, I, th- I think Arthur Blank is a. I think Arthur Blank is one of the better owners in the league. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. So that would that I. Atlanta makes a lot of sense there uh, for him. All right. Um, the other, the other one. There's a couple other coordinators, and I want to, I want to get it back to Belichick in a minute, potentially here. But uh, Brian Callahan, who uh, interviewed um, for the head coaching gig with the uh, with the Chargers, so they have talked to him. They've talked to Harbaugh. They've talked to a couple other guys. So he interviewed there uh, for the for that actually for the OC um, uh, position or the head coaching position. Sorry. Uh, he was the OC. He is the OC in Cincinnati. So they interviewed hmm. him. Uh, let me go back here to uh, to Belichick for a minute. How much bad blood is there with the Eagles organization and him, if any, from Spygate? Oh, yeah. Anything there? That was was such a long time ago. It was. It was 20 years ago. It would be ironic, but mm, I don't know. I I, I don't. I don't really see Belichick and Philly in the first place. I don't see it. I don't really see it. I don't Uh, either. It's very unlike Jeffrey Lurie. It would be a very un Jeffrey Lurie like vote. It'd be the complete opposite of what he's done on the way far. Like it's like going. Going from hiring guys with no experience to the hiring guy that has all the experience. You're 72. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Nick was 39 when they hired him. Jeez, time flies. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I, I, I don't see it happening, honestly. I don't I don't see I don't see it happening. I'm not saying it's a bad idea or a good idea. I just don't see it happening. Because we start, you know, I was doing the post game last night um for WIP and we started getting like calls for Belichick immediately. And I and I get obviously I get where it's coming from with the guy's success, but I'm just I don't I don't see the Eagles owner doing it. I think you just you, you're you're taking yourself down a road that, that that's not going to lead you to anything. And, and also, my fear it. is, like I said before, my fear is that if you, if you do bring in a guy like Belichick, he's kind of just looking at it as an early retirement home. Like he's not really is he all in really? Is he just collecting a check? Is he kind of just coaching just to get that record that that Don Shula record? Like is he? Like what, what? What are his intentions really? Like you know, what's? I, I would have to hear his plan, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, I struggle with hiring a guy on the back end like that. All right, Vrabel. Now, now that's a guy coaching I'm experience, but he's an that's a guy player. I'm interested in. Here's the that's... only problem with that tone. He was a defensive player. He's a defensive mind. They love their offensive guy. Since Ray Rhodes, they have not hired a defensive-minded head coach. Yeah, I've noticed that. So, But here's the thing, right? This is what you can do. I think for this present situation, a defensive coach might work because of what I said earlier, right? With Nick, if you decide to keep him but force him to change his OC, you don't know what the what, what, you don't know what the aspirations are for that OC. So if let's say that new OC leaves after a year or two, you're still stuck with Nick, right? You're yeah. stuck with the guy who doesn't have the answers. Um, and, um, if 
you decide to move on from Nick and you can get a fresh voice. Bring Vrabel in, you bring in the OC that's for the quarterback and you know for a fact he's the one game planning it. He's the one play calling it. It's like, you. I feel like an OC with a defensive head coach could probably focus more so on, like, like you could focus more on the player. Sure. You know what I mean? I don't know sure. if that makes sense or not. No, but. no, it does. It does. I, I, yeah, like I, I don't think you should limit yourself to. It's just got to be an offensive guy. Like I, I, I hope they don't do that if they if Nick's bounced. I, I hope they have an open mind to this search. But as the more we're talking about this tone, and I know he's coached in the NFL before, but it feels like Harbaugh might be might be the guy they push for. Offensive mind was a quarterback could relate is, to Jalen is um. Are there any defensive head coaches in the in the playoffs right now? D'Amico. D'Amico. All right, let me run through it. Uh, all right, let's go. D'Amico. Harbaugh was, was a special teams coach. Okay. Okay. Which obviously that was that's also ridiculous that you can't get a snip as a as a special teams coach. Whatever. That's a whole different discussion. Right. Um, Andy. Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. Defensive defense. coach. Uh, Dan Campbell's defense. Right. Sean McDermott. No, Campbell's Remember, offense. Campbell, oh, he's offensive guy? Okay. He played tight end. But okay. McDermott, McDermott is a defensive, is a defensive guy. guy. So it's a real mixed bag. I mean, you think about it. You have D'Amico and, and Harbaugh playing against each other. That's defense and special teams. Then LaFleur and Shanahan, who are offensive guys. Then you go Bowles, defense, Campbell offense, Andy Reid offense, Sean McDermott defense. It's a, it's a mixed yeah. bag. I wouldn't be mad if the Eagles go defensive on mine with the head coach because the, your defense needs the most attention to it. And um, I wouldn't be against bringing in a guy like Vrabel and, you, and then whoever you bring in the OC, all, he has talent on the offensive side. All he has to do is kind of just hone it and figure it out, right, and, and, and work with it. I think the defense needs the most work, needs the most attention, the most eyes on it. I wouldn't be, I would, I would, I would, I'm not against having a defensive head coach. I'm really not, mm-hmm. especially if the OC is legit. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Same here. Um, all right. So Tua Tungavailoa's brother, uh, Talia uh, Tungavailoa, was applying for a sixth year of uh, college football, a waiver. Mm-hmm. He's been denied that. Um, so, uh, and and this is and this is after a bunch of guys, including Nick Saban, went to bat for him to get an extra year because he played like a little bit the one year, I, whatever. But anyway, he's he's leaving college and. Uh, he will be headed to the pros. Somebody, somebody will draft him just just off name alone. Yeah. Somebody will draft him just on name alone. You mm-hmm. know, and I haven't really had a chance to really watch him play. But um, he'll. Be I've drafted. seen him play. He, he's a nice player. Um, I, I don't think he's going to be drafted high. Um, probably be a probably a fourth a later fifth round rounder. guy. Yeah, something like that. There's some talent there. He's different than his brother. He, he's he's right handed. He's he looks like he's a little bit bigger than me. I'd have to. I haven't really studied him. Mm-hmm. in depth to be honest with you right. um but he was trying he was going to transfer from maryland and play one more try to play one more year but the nca nca is so weird with this stuff like i just saw there's a kid they pick and choose yeah um when they want to um do the right thing and they it's, pick and choose random. when they want to care about certain rules um yeah. yeah they just pick and choose yeah so he he's uh he is headed to the pros all right let's get a timeout uh we'll continue with the certainly with the eagles discussion uh, believe it or not, a uh, good day earlier from both of the uh, 
the winner teams to carry their business yesterday, the Sixers and the Flyers. So we'll get into mm-hmm. that. And the Sixers host the champs tonight. They get the Joker and the champs tonight and the uh, and the Nuggets. So we'll get into all of that. Ooh, you know Embiid is ready for that. Going to be fun. Going to be fun tonight uh, for sure. All right, so we'll do all that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. He's Tony Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take right back. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. 
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Back, final segment of the show. It, it, hopefully it's been therapeutic. <laughs> We're trying to get through this thing together uh, after after what we witnessed last night. That's for sure. Um, more on the Eagles in a second here, but let's uh, let's at least touch on a couple positives here. Both the Sixers and the Flyers won tone. The Sixers played yesterday afternoon, Martin Luther King Day. Uh, they had a matinee uh, in which they played Houston. Joel Embiid comes back and does Joel Embiid things. Uh, continues to dominate as he has the entire season. You know, what it's really going to come down to for me is will he play enough games to be eligible to win the MVP? If he does... He's already coming closer to the limit. I know. If he does, he will, and it's likely that he won't. So there, he won't. I kind of like the how clear-cut it is. If you don't if you don't play this amount of games, you don't qualify. I, I kind of like that. I like the transparency. I, I don't know. How, how, how do you feel about that? Because some people feel some people feel like, uh, it shouldn't be that stringent or whatever. But I kind of like how clear-cut it is. If you're not available for X amount of games, you don't qualify. Flat well, here, here, here's what I think it is, right? I think it's it's pretty simple. It, it, it is it is the NBA's way of trying to uh, police itself against, you know, tanking and 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 going overboard with the load management. They're 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 actually in a, in a way trying to do it for the fans. But I know fans are going to get pissed off because Embiid's going to have a dominant year and he won't be eligible. It's kind of a no win. I'm okay with it. In the short answer, I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to go Nick Sirianni on you and, and give you like. No, no, no. I know exactly. What you, I know exactly. What you, I'm, I'm okay with it too. Yep, I got yes. you. So anyway, but he was he was great yesterday. It was good to good to get him back. Um, and according to Nick Nurse after the game, he said, "Until I'm told otherwise, you know, I, my understanding is he plays tonight. Great. Okay. Uh, so it's gonna be fun to watch him and 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 Djokovic match up. Man, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be something to watch." Uh, it'd be a good test for the Sixers too. I mean, they're, they're mm-hmm. going to be short, no Melton for them, but, um, for the most part, they're pretty healthy elsewise or uh, elsewhere. Um, so, uh, see those guys go at it tonight. All right. Uh, and then the flyers flyers just keep doing it, man. I tone. They, uh, they have, what's, the, what's their record right now? What are they? Uh, like 20 and what is it? So right now they are 24, 14, and six. They're in second place. 14 and six. Yeah, they're in second place in the Metropolitan. They're only two points mm. back of the Rangers. That's listen, man. You got you, at this point in the season, dude. You got to start putting because they're more than halfway done. Got to start putting some respect in their names. Like they're 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 looking like a team that you know they're looking like a team that's going to be a tough out in the playoffs. Because I, because of how physical they are, how aggressive they are, they play with such intensity. I feel like I feel like if you're a number two or a number one seed and you've got to face off with the Flyers at the number eight or number seven seed, yes, I, that's the kind that's the kind of series that, that that's the kind of series that ruins you for the rest of the playoffs. <laughs> you know I'm what with, I'm saying? Like, you're right. Here here's the thing, and I think they'll come back to earth a little bit and and, of course and, they will. Be, and yeah. be a lower seed and get in. But the problem in problem is. Um, there are going to be a really, you're right, really tough out for somebody. And they're the kind of team that, that when you get the draw, you're like, Ugh, all right, these guys, mm-hmm. because you are not getting a game off. You're not getting a shift off from these guys. So it's, uh, yeah. And it, tell me somebody who's doing a better job this year than Tortorella. 
that he's not. He's, there isn't. Do you, do you think he's positioned himself to get that coach of the year? Right now, yes. Yes. Yeah. Like I, I said, he, you know, they're, they're they're a team that you don't want to meet in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Who, I'm trying to think who can I compare him to? A team that's just scrappy. They're just they make you uncomfortable. Maybe the Texans a little if you want to do a football um, analogy. If I had to compare it to a basketball because they play some amount of games, I would have to say they kind of remind me of a of a uh, uh, they remind me of a Miami Heat team looking for their Jimmy Butler. Yeah. They're looking for their Jimmy Butler. They're looking for their guy, but they're they're just felt with a bunch of edgy guys that play hard, play tough. You know, it's a good comp. Still figuring it out. Yeah. You know, they got it. They, they got they got a no no nonsense head coach, mm-hmm. um, who's very demanding. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what they remind me of. Mm-hmm. You don't want you don't want to play them to play. You don't. They're yeah. going to force. They're going. They're, they're going to force you to an ugly six games, maybe five mm-hmm. or six games. They, I agree. They, they might not win the series. But yeah, they're going to push you to five games minimum. Um, the NBA trade deadline is February eighth, so we're slowly creeping up on that. I mean, we're we're at the sixteenth of January now, so it's not all that far off. Mm-hmm. Do are do they are they big game hunters in your estimation, or are they? Hey, we'll, we'll we'll tweak it. We'll add a little bit here. We get a backup point guard, or we bring in a guy who give you a little bit of scoring punch. What do you, what do you think? <sighs> More they game. need they need more scoring punch. They definitely. I, do. I, I think they're okay, I think they're okay defensively. I think they need they need some more scoring on the perimeter. Um, I think they need, I think they need a three and D guy that can put the ball on the floor occasionally. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think it's, they they need some more pop. They need somebody else. Tyreek Max can kick that ball to. Because if, you just don't know what Tobias Harris gives you. You don't know. He's giving you 37 one night. He's giving you 12 the next night. He's giving you 28 yeah. one night. Giving you 16 another. Giving you 20 one night. Then all of a sudden gives you eight. Yes. You know, it's, he's, 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 he's all over the place. Yeah, And typically when you're a number three, you have the evolve, – above all else, I feel like as a number three, your job is to be consistent. Agreed. And he's not. He's not. It's just not who he is, and and we you know we we could sit here and bang our head in the wall. It's almost over with him. And it's not <laughs> talent. It's more so he's not consistent because of this. He doesn't have a, in my opinion, I don't I think a dog Tob- in him. Yeah, I don't think Tobias has a killer instinct where he feels like he has to kill everybody in front of him. I feel like I he kind of. I feel like he's always in this mindset of trying to fit in, mm-hmm. and it's like no, bro. When the ball's in your hands, go kill. Yeah. I mean, I want you to make the right basketball play, but go kill. Yes. Because Tobias Harris is talented. He can score on all three levels, the three, the midi, um, can get uh, can, uh, can get to the rim. Not the best finisher, in my opinion, but his, I, lo- I, I love his mid-range. I love his form. You know, he's 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 arguably one of their he, – he he is their best wing. He's their best wing, and he has, he has to play better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, but you know what? I this is one where I feel like, how many times have we said it? You, you know, I mean, like we're we're expecting this to change. It's not going to change. He is who he is. But I agree. I mean, ultimately, the 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 basis of this is you need to get them some help because Embiid, it, it's a lot on Embiid and Maxi mm-hmm. because it's it's a, they're surrounded by role players and and not a lot of like DeAnthony Melton is not what you would call a scorer. Uh, Marcus Mars can give you a little punch off the bench, but yeah, I mean, you need someone who can help you. Ubre's a little inconsistent. Um, you know, 
he, he's a tough guy to get a get a full handle on what you got. Anyway, um, so they they are uh, they're at it tonight. The uh, the Sixers should be fun. All right, and, and and according to Keith Pompey, Embiid not on the injured list. So that's that's a good sign that he and uh, he and Joker are going to face off. Uh, all right, uh, back to what was the, the main discussion of the day uh, regarding the Eagles. So a couple mm-hmm. things from a news standpoint. One. Uh, Adam Schefter reported this very early this morning that Jason Kelsey had told teammates that he's going to retire. Jeff McClain directly asked Kelsey about this. Kelsey said, I haven't officially announced anything, but report what you got to report. He's going to retire. Saying, I'm going to do it on my time, but I'm not telling you you're wrong. Right. Yeah. Would you agree? You know, it's last night when he said to the media, you know, I don't feel like talking right now. That was a sign. Yeah. That's how you know. You saw it. Did you see him come off and shake hands with his dad, too? It was kind of like, oh, yeah. That was, that was a heart tug. That one was a little bit of a heart St- tug. hugged him. It was, yeah. You kind of knew. He, he deserved he, better. He deserved yeah. better than that. Yeah. He deserved better than that. Yep. And it it, it kind of pisses me off that they just died like this. Yeah. He yeah. deserved better than that. Mm-hmm. Mm. I couldn't agree with you more. All right. So there's there's that. And then now we're we're sort of in – we're awaiting word one way or the other. Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing the Eagles can't do. There's either got to be an endorsement that Nick is sticking around. So you just squash this stuff, right? Or, you know, the announcement is that he's gone. I know normal, there's a lot of teams that will say, hey, we don't, we don't um, put statements out when somebody's still under contract. Why would we? Everybody knows this is different, right? Everybody knows this is different. So if you want people like us to stop speculating, then very easy. Hey, Nick Sirianni will be back for his fourth season as head coach with the Eagles in 2024. They could have easily dispelled this. They're right. leaving. The reason we don't know for sure is because they don't know for sure yet. Right. They could have. They could have easily said, "Hey, you know, um, he's a he's our guy. He's gonna he'll be back." They could have killed all that stuff. Nope. Mm-hmm. Trust me. They're evaluating him right now. Yes, I agree. And I and and there may be meetings going on right now behind closed doors uh, with him, where there Absolutely. are discussions happening. Absolutely. Yep. So there's that. All right. So there there's two of the things we're waiting on. And potentially, if Nick's coming back, is there going to be announcements about coordinators and or other coaches that are going to be changing? Because you want to start getting into that 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 pool of assistant coaches as well, not just head coaches, but assistant coaches mm-hmm. trying to land some of these guys. So that's, there's a lot that needs to be done quickly tone because these guys will be snapped up before you know it. I couldn't agree more. I think, I think uh, Nick Sirianni in his meetings, I'm trying to figure out what, how he would approach it. Right. We, we've been talking a lot about how, how ownership and the front office should, should approach it. I'm curious to know what he's thinking, what he's feeling. Um, what the conversations he's he's having with the wife at late night, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm just curious to know what he's prepared to say or how he's going to mar- um, campaign for himself in these uh, in, in these meetings, right? Especially when you, especially when the product clearly indicates that there was there's been malpractice somewhere, right? And and that's the thing, like when i sit there and and i th- again i'll go back to the point that i made with you earlier if you're not the guy calling the plays who who's drawing up these dazzling you know play calls mm-hmm. and you're not you're also not the connecting guy what are you 
what value? What value do you have at the end of the day? Right. That's a that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a real question. Yeah, that's question. the thing. These other guys who call the plays can always hang their hat on, like, hey man, like Kyle Shanahan can always tell you, I'm. Why do you think Brock Purdy looks like he looks? You know, and, and McVay will tell you, why do you think I got the most out of Goff and I'm getting this out of Stafford or or whatever? Nick can't do that right now. And the other thing is, if you if you're going to really lean into your scheme, your scheme looks like garbage too. Yeah. It's not so he, he's got I don't know how you unless there's something going on we don't know behind the scenes, Tony. And like unless I'm totally going hypothetical for a minute, but just for the sake of our discussion. Mm-hmm. What if they know that Jalen's really hurt? Like this dude's been gutting it out all all year on a on one leg. And and then Nick 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 goes down the road of just like only so much we could do, man. This guy's that's not, he's not that's interesting. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. No, that's interesting. Um, a lot of people have a lot of people have already been speculating that Hertz has been dealing with something all year. He yeah. hasn't been right all year. A lot of people have been speculating that. And uh, some people have been saying, don't be surprised if you see a report that he got something done, something worked on over the uh, offseason. I don't know, man, because mm, I really I really don't know. I still feel like Nick Sirianni has a lot to answer for, though. Despite yeah. despite if Hertz was injured or not, mm-hmm. I still feel like there's there's plenty for him to have to answer for. There's no reason why this offense looked this disjointed like it like it has. It's it's it's, it's something it's something that has to be discussed. It can't just be he can't just fall back on oh yeah the quarterback was hurt so no nah, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's um, you know again you you think you're talking about a guy who. They obviously liked enough to hire, so there's an affection there. Um, it's not a it's not a good reflection of either one of those two guys if he's bounced after three years. I mean, let's right. face it, this is not an easy one to spin. He's been to three playoffs and a Super Bowl, and and you, and you're moving on from him. It's a bad look for them. They don't want to have to do. It's this. a bad look for them. It's a bad look for for Nick. That and and that's the position they're in. That's why I think they're I think they're honestly hoping. That's that's a good that's a good topic real quick. What are okay. they hoping for? What do the Eagles really want? I think they're hoping for Nick to come in those meetings and, and be totally on board with them, you know, gutting the coaching staff, keeping him, and them pulling the string. I think he's I think he's I think they're hoping for that because they can't they know they can't afford to fire that man. Mm-hmm. They know they don't want to be a, one of those teams that fires coaches every three years, every four years. They don't want to be that team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because in a ten-year span, you you would have had two, three different head coaches. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's let's call spade a spade. It's a terrible look, yeah. Not a good look for a team that's supposed to be taken serious as Super Bowl as Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, and I just right now I think they're they may not know right now. You know, I think <laughs> I think they had to go into last night with an open mind, meaning Jeffrey wow. and Howie, with all right. If we win the game, you know the mind. You're, he's almost automatically coming back. If they win the game, if they advance to a to a divisional round, because he will have he will have gotten to one, won a Super right. Bowl, and won a playoff game. He almost right. has to be back at that point, right? But because they went out and played as poorly or worse than they played in the Giants game the week before and the second half of the Cardinals game, and add to that that they've lost five of six, it's like. Are we prolonging the inevitable, bringing this guy back? And there's only—is there only so much that you can do to dress this thing up? And you know, it, it, I, that's a good point. This, this is a tough. good point. 
And, th- and this is one of those situations where you got to ask yourself, do I want the long-term fix or I'm looking for a short-term fix? That's what they got to ask themselves. Yeah. What you do know, you think? Yeah, is- like, here's the thing. Just bite the bite the bullet, the, the PR hit you're going to take this year for the long-term good. And what? Do you, and let me ask you this. Well, you know, while we have time, what do you think is the long-term solution? By your estimation, what do you view as the long-term solution? And what do you view as a short-term solution? What do I view as a long-term? The long-term solution is Nick gets fired. Okay. And, and the whole coaching chat, staff changes. And you bring in a, an offensive mind, either as your coordinator or your head coach, to set to to, to fix Jalen Hurts or get him back to where he was. Correct. That's okay. that's your long-term. Short-term is Nick stays. You believe in him as a CEO, but you force him to bring in two new coordinators mm. um, and hope that that works as you so you don't have such upheaval you're keeping your foundation you're keeping a lot of the things that you do they have a relationship with nick they know that nick will you know be part of a team and be a collaborative guy uh they know that they like that they'd rather that the devil you know versus the devil you don't know kind of thing comes into play yeah that's the part that's the part i've never been this have we ever been into have we ever into the offseason at this point where we said to ourselves, we don't know where where, where we go from here? When's it's the last offseason that you can compare to you can compare it to? See, I I keep getting back to I didn't think they were gonna bounce Chip Kelly less than a year after giving him full control, and they did. Right. Um I felt like it was at the end with Andy. I felt like they should have given Nick uh, Doug another year. So they're not afraid to, to make yeah. moves, man. That was my thing. I felt like Doug should have got another an, another season. That that's how I felt about it. Yeah. I uh, if you're asking me, Tone, I, it's starting to feel more like the the more. I know it sounds crazy. It's only not even two o'clock in the afternoon. The game ended at eleven thirty last night. Mm-hmm. It's feeling more and more to me like there's going to be a change. Same here. Yeah. Same here. Because there's no way. I feel like I feel like we would knew by now whether or not if he if he if he was if they were locked stepping with Nick. I feel like, I feel like we would knew that by now. Don't you think don't, so? don't you think that that they would have leaked this to one of the national? Don't you think Schefter or Tom Pelissaro or fill in the blank well, guy would well, would have remember, said, "Hey, from what I'm hearing, Nick's safe. Could be serious changes on the coaching staff." Don't you think we would have heard that? Well, remember, prior to the game, I believe um, Jay Glazer said. Regardless of the outcome, Sirianni should be back. That's what they were saying. I don't know about that now. I don't know about that now. They got they they got they got they got it handed to him last night. Yeah, the, you have to take that in context. That's before that game. That could have changed a lot. Like you, if you were teetering, that game can push you one way or the other. The way it went. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Nick is far from safe. Jalen Hurts is in a situation where, ooh, do you think they've already had their conversation with Jalen? I don't know that that's occurred yet. I don't know. Um, I'll tell you what, as far as player exit interviews go, he's probably first, and then I'm hitting up every veteran. Like Then I'm hitting up the Kelseys, the Grams, the Lanes, and the Cox of the world. And and not that you aren't going to get an honest answer out of Jason Kelsey anyway, you were. But I think especially if he's hanging it up, 
he'll he'll tell you what's really going on and and you know where the the blame lies you mm-hmm. know and then i think that's that may go into your process of whether or not the guy's back who do you think they speak to first speak to first hertz or sirianni uh sirianni i think you okay. go to, i think you go to the source first that's okay. sirianni then you talk to the major players okay yeah, I think you go. You get that first. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, think about it. If if you don't, I I think that helps you know, inform your opinion. Okay, Nick told me this, but I'm hearing this from Jalen, or I'm hearing this from from Fletcher Cox. Something doesn't jive here, right? You know, or whatever. I I would think that's probably the way that you would go, and I would assume a lot of that's happening now. You know, like as we speak, potentially. What a way to end the season, you guys. I know, man. What a way. 10 and 1. 10 and 1. Like, even go back a year. It's been a tale of two seasons. It's incredible. A tale of two seasons, Rob. That's, 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 that's the it best. Has, it's been polar opposites. That's the best. That's the best I really got for you, really. It's you got So you won at Kansas City on the road. You beat Miami. You beat this Bucks team you just lost to on the road. And then mm-hmm. it was the overtime game against Buffalo. And little did we know that everything from there would be downhill. Think about it. Your only win, their only win since that Buffalo game was a game you probably should have lost on Christmas to the Giants. Bingo. Should have lost that game because Tyrod Taylor was marching. That's it. Had he started the game and not Tommy Cutlets, they probably win. If he started, yo, that's a great point. If, if he would have started that game, yeah, the Eagles would have lost their final seven games, final yeah. six games. Yeah. I, it's unbelievable, man. It really is, and, and it's and, and also I, it's, re, re, the likes we've never that's seen. My last point. Yep, my last point before we close. Jalen Hurts has left a bad taste in the Eagles fans' mouths going into the off season. This is going to follow him for a while. I agree with that until next season, until he gets back on that football field and proves that last year was an anomaly. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't really enter. 20, he doesn't enter the 2024 campaign on stable footing except for that contract. That's the only thing that's uh-huh. stable is that contract. Other than that, he got to come in and prove it all over again. Sure does. He sure does. All right. Well said. Good show. I uh, hope everybody uh, will get through it together and we'll continue to get through it together as the weeks go on here and the days go on. That's for sure. We're back at it tomorrow at the same time. But thanks to everybody in the chat, everybody streaming, everybody listening. You guys are the best. Don't go anywhere. You got the National Football Show coming your way with Dan Cilio Tone as well uh, on board for that. So, everybody, listen, have a great rest of your Tuesday. Uh, it's been a hell of a season, you guys. Sixers get you a win. Yeah, appreciate everybody. Uh, and, we're, again, we're not going anywhere, but thanks for, yeah. the, uh, for the great ride all season long. Uh, we do appreciate it. So, everybody, uh, hang in there. <laughs> it, it'll get better as time goes on, uh, and, the, and the sun will come up tomorrow. So, we'll, we'll, we'll continue. How does that song go? Got to keep your head up. Oh. <laughs> All right, everybody, be good, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Appreciate it.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.